0: Hey! What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. The man that has a nickname, what was I to say with no shame. Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. Hope all is well out there everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Seglin here. You're listening to Seggy Station Podcast. Thought I was about to have two Richards today. Raj, West Coast Exchange. I guess he's got food poisoning, so he couldn't make it through. But Rich, Hot Takes Letty, most of y'all know him if you've been listening to the podcast coming through today. Got plenty to catch up on in sports. NBA trade deadline tomorrow, really heating up. A few trades already happening across the association and some rumors that will be stemming from now until tomorrow's trade deadline, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Always a big discussion, conversation, time for NBA fans. Obviously, the NBA getting closer to the latter half of the season. Super Bowl week in the NFL and all that brings. Media day, virtual media day obj rams in the super bowl facing off against joey b plenty to discuss there hopefully we'll get into some of that was looking forward to trying to talk about some golf with my man raj hopefully we'll catch up with him soon looking forward to trying to link up with him here on the podcast for sure and really want to get out there and try and see him out there pebble beach california area that would be something to check off my bucket list Along with some other things that I've been trying to do as well this year, play more golf, teach more golf. Been doing that. Uh, real busy here over at Essex Indoor Golf Center. Been preaching that a little bit here on the podcast, trying to get back up on that a little bit more. Just haven't had much time to get some of my thoughts, get some of the podcast uh, headlines, topics, all the things that I like doing here on the podcast going. So, been falling behind a little bit with that, but been working, teaching, and Still have a lot of passion for that as well. So, Look forward to catching up with Rich today. Looking forward to watching the Super Bowl, this NBA Tread deadline. line. It will be interesting see how things go with Russ, James Harden. Uh, definitely some conversations to be had with Rich. MLB is still in a lockout. Shout out, Chu. Shout out, baseball heads and everything going on with the MLB. I saw I got a alert from Bank of America as I got a Red Sox debit card that they'll no longer be allowing the MLB on. Tebot cards, I think April 1st. Um shout out to Gambling, shout out to FanDuel Sports Book. Been having a good heater week on the on the book, even though I lost hundred bucks last night. Pretty tough. Um, that would never happen with daily fantasy sports, and that's one thing I'm gonna have to touch on with Rich today. It'd be good to see Rich. Gonna have to fire up the stream here. Appreciate all <laughs> of the support for the podcast. As always, you can follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page at Always got a live version up. Of the podcast on my Twitch stream, it's underscore segi underscore G, about to fire that up. Still got the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms, hopefully you get your podcast there, but right now it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Segi Straight Talk. Microphone is always direct, time to reflect. Should be a good show today, I haven't been here in about a week. Been having a good week, a lot of things going on, been busy, staying busy, at least it's warming up a little bit. In here in new england at least today she'll be zero tonight weather flip-flopping more than james hardens play but i'm sure we'll discuss that should be a good show gotta link up with rich give me a moment hopefully i'll remember to start the recording on time last two pods have not done so so sorry to the people who don't listen on the twitch stream dude definitely been a wild few days of sports um got the nba tread de- trade deadlines super bowl week uh obviously nba going on i think college hoops has been really good auburn went down number one overall uh seed in men's side uh first time they were ranked in franchise history number one overall they go down there's been a lot of good college basketball games like duke beat unc by a good amount and they just lost the other night to virginia on a buzzer beater uh coach k's final year i saw That that was, like, the third time in his 25 years coaching that there's been a buzzer beater at uh, Cameron Indoor against him. Um, So that was a pretty impressive stat, Uh, I think, college basketball. But, yeah, you're right, dude. It's been a wild week of sports uh, for sure. I've been keeping up with it about as much as I can. Obviously, we're going to talk some hoops, um, hopefully get a little Super Bowl in. But uh, let me start with what I've been doing, man, the topic of the day for me. And this is, this is something I've been dreading having to do. Um, damn, bro. I don't know what happened to my man, Russell Westbrook. Um, Now, yeah. I watch all his games. I've been watching the Lakers all year. And you know what I've been he- saying about him on here. I think he'll get right. I think the Lakers will get right. And I still honestly do feel that way because I don't think he's going to get traded as bad as it is right now. I just don't. I just don't see him getting traded. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Maybe that things are that bad. It's that toxic. I don't know what the hell is going on right now with him shooting. I think he's 14 of 51 in his last four games. Um, He's 50%, almost sub 50% from the free throw line. Kind of getting into what I said with you a few weeks back where I think this is just getting into his head, dude. Uh, Some of the shots I see him taking, um, some of the defensive assignments blown like it's just like it's just so odd for me it's hard to be able to come in and be like oh yeah like he's playing well like he's gonna play well um I do think people are being way too hard on this man um yes I'll I'll give you that he's not playing well I saw he was benched now twice in the fourth quarter overtime I was watching both of those games um you know and the last night game where Giannis goes for 44 14 and 11 or nine or whatever he did like that ain't gonna matter um but it is kind of it is just very sad for me at this point with the with Russ because yeah uh, you know like I thought that he would just be able to go there and just you know be able to figure it out and, and at least have a chance to make a run at the playoffs this is a team now you know fighting for play in position Obviously, he's in in these trade rumors that are going to be going on from now until tomorrow at three. Um, his play, some of the stuff going on, dude, with the shooting, I, I think it's more of a mental thing at this point than it is that I don't think he can do it. Um, I don't know if it's the fact that he's getting booed in his own arena. Um, some of the shit that I just see going on, I, like. I get it. He's not playing well, but when other players aren't playing well, like... Julius Randle, what it took him a whole year to, of the year to play well. This dude's getting booed a week into his tenure with the Lakers. Still not playing well. Um, I don't know. To me, I know it's tough to defend. If Russell Westbrook gets traded, like what? Like what is that gonna be like? All right, I'll see. I'll be able to see Russ play a little better. Like to be honest, dude. Like Russ, I don't know if he's gonna be playing better if he gets traded uh, elsewhere. Um, it's just not aging well, and I, and I came in and kind of said this a little bit, um, you know, being able to definitely appreciate what we see these LeBron James, even Tom Brady-esque guys doing late in their careers, because not all guys age well, especially guys that play like Russell Westbrook, a guy like John Morant that I now love, I saw it take a big fall last night from Marcus Morris, he's lucky he didn't do something to his leg. And I think Marcus Morris deserves a suspension for that, all the things we talked about with these hits and flagrants and suspensions in the league. Damn, that dude deserves at least a two-game in my opinion. But the moral of the story is Russ has been doing that, hitting the floor that hard, taking those type of body hits, leading the league in paint scoring like Ja is doing currently right now at six foot three inches in this league. So to me, we're trying to hold R- Russell Westbrook to some of this stuff, and we've talked about it here on the podcast, man. these expectations now with the Lakers playing alongside LeBron James. And I got some stats for you. I won't pull them up, but Russell Westbrook is playing better when LeBron James is not playing in these games. That's like a rarity. That's like a rarity. I know, but but no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying it is a rarity for NBA players to have better stats when they're not playing with LeBron James on LeBron James's team. LeBron James usually elevates uh, players around him and their stats. It is the exact opposite of Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook has been playing better, putting up better numbers when LeBron has been out of these games. And it does have me to a point where, you know what? Everyone's going to say, oh, it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Yeah, it might not fit, and it might not never fit. And I might be able to still come in and say, oh, it might fit if he doesn't get traded. It might not ever fit. But all I'm trying to say is I don't think Russ deserves as much of the backlash as he's getting as well because, to me, the only good player you have is Malik Monk. Now that Melo's kind of banged up and Mellow wasn't really anything to hang your hat on anyways. I mean, you go look around the rest of this roster, bro. What is it? Trevor Ariza and Stanley Johnson on two ten days? It's like, seriously, dude. Like, we, yeah. I don't know what people expect, and it's just all Russell Westbrook's fault. And it's like all the memes and all no. the jokes and all the media. No, dude, seriously, bro. It's, we, we it's just, all day. I've been hearing it all nonstop with Russ, dude. And now, all right, what do we, trade him to the Magic? It's like, all right, dude, we're going to do Russ like that? Like, you might as well just leave the league, Russ. Like I don't know what's going on with Russ, but all I all I have to say is some of it has to do with these Lakers fans and this social media and the media in general just constantly on this man for what, dude? Like if he has a good game, like he was bro. saying the other night, what's good? Like no one says anything, but he's got a bad game, and it's this dude needs to get traded. This dude's the worst player in the. I just don't understand it, bro. I just don't understand Uh, it. I'm just messed up with this whole thing right now. And by the way, we'll get off this topic as we get into the NBA trade notes you brought in the NBA trade. But if we're gonna have this same criticism for Russ, this loud chance for Russ, we better still have it for guys like James Harden that we're gonna talk about here on the podcast. Go ahead, go ahead. No, we don't. We don't. Go ahead.
1: We we've done this conversation so many times, and like I don't, I my thoughts haven't changed since like the first time we had it. Like you're going. The noise is going to be louder in Los Angeles or on the New York Knicks than anywhere else. That's how it goes in the NBA. It's unfortunate for the guys playing, not playing well. It was unfortunate for Melo on the Knicks. It was unfortunate for Kobe at the end on the Lakers. It was unfortunate for LeBron, LeBron that first year at the Lakers. It's unfortunate for Russell Westbrook right now. It was unfortunate for Anthony Davis a few months ago. Like it's just what happens. And while I agree with some of the stuff you said, like, yeah, like we've said it a bunch of times. Like, is it all his fault? Like, no, it's not his fault. If you really want to go back to whose fault it was, it's probably LeBron's fault for asking for Russell Westbrook over Buddy Heald, which it's been reported Rob Palenka wanted to do the Buddy Heald trade. If you want to stem back to whose fault it is of what we're seeing with the Lakers, like, probably should have let the GM make the decision there, LeBron. LeBron's yeah. made plenty of right decisions. But the, the what it really all stems from is, like, they're just not a good fit. It doesn't shock me that Le- Russell Westbrook plays better without LeBron because what is, what is Russell – hold on. What is Russell Westbrook really good at? Like what? Is, if you're saying, like, I want Russell Westbrook on my team, what are you hoping to get from him? You're hoping for someone who can push the tempo with the ball in his hand, kick, get to the basket, kick the ball to shooters. That's what you're hoping for. What are you hoping for from LeBron, ideally? That. Who's the better player? LeBron. So it's like they're just going to step on each other's toes. Like It's unfortunate for Russell Westbrook. He could be doing better somewhere else, but I do think we are at the point with Russell Westbrook where it's like his ceiling right now is probably what we saw last year with the Wizards, which was pretty good. It's still a very good NBA player. It's not a bad NBA player at all. It's just I don't know if Russell Westbrook is going through what Melo and people went through. I don't know if he can be the player he wants to be in a winning effort. He's either got to be like, taking a big step backwards on a winning team or going to a not winning team and just, you know, putting up some stats, maybe making like the play in the playoffs. But like I don't see a scenario where Russell Westbrook is the starting point guard on any team and that team is contending for a championship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fine. That's fine. I, depending on the team, you're right. Cause he's on the Lakers right now and they ain't even close to being contenders in the West, in my opinion. Um,
1: That is like the worst fit in his defense. Like, that's the worst possible fit for him because LeBron James is just a guy who does his strong suits better than he does because he's fucking LeBron James.
0: Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like, in general, like, even if he got traded, where's he getting traded where any of that's going to be actually a reality? And where is he getting traded where somebody even wants to take on a Russell Westbrook right now? And it's like, as much as this dude's my favorite player, as much as. I I like watching this guy play. Like, I don't think a lot of teams want Russell Westbrook as their starting point guard. And is this dude going to be coming off the bench in the NBA? Like, I don't think so. Like, I don't think Russell Westbrook's the type of dude that's going to get humbled like Melo. And I love Russell Westbrook Uh, for a lot of the stuff he says and does. But at this point, it's got him in this position where it's tough to defend any of this shit, dude. Like, any of the stuff he's saying, any stuff he's doing, and the way he's playing, I'm like, bro, I don't even know what else to say. Uh, I, if you go, if he's on OKC, in my opinion, he's on the magic, these low, these low feeders, the Rockets, they trade him back to the Rockets. Like, what, what does that do for Russell Westbrook? Like nothing. Like this was his chance.
1: It do for the this, team
0: this either? was his I chance to kind of build up his legacy. And, and as much as it pains me to say this, like, I think this experience has hurt his legacy and I, it just sucks, dude. Cause I don't know how things are going to shake out. I, if he doesn't get traded, okay, maybe they can make a run and turn it around. That's my one hope. For my Russell Westbrook fandom Please. in me, but you can sit back here and tell me, dude, that's not going to happen. Like you did like a month or two ago, and you would probably be proven to be right with how things have kind of panned out, especially in the West. The
1: one scary, the one scary thing for Westbrook, and don't get me wrong, like where Melo was <clears throat> when he was out out of the league, Russell Westbrook is a better player, a better overall player than Melo was at that point, than Melo is right now. Yeah, absolutely. But the scary thing for Russell Westbrook. Is he doesn't have any role player tendency.
0: I know. Like, that's what I'm saying. He can't no, shoot nothing, either. No, so yeah, no, no shit. I already to told you this back on. going so back like, to hold on, when we hold started on. the pod. So
1: you're saying you're saying like, oh, it's I don't think he's going to be humbled like that. Like if you're saying like I don't think he'll take a backup job, then the issue could really be you might be right. I'm not disagreeing with you. The issue could be I don't know. His NBA career could be, like, over. Over,
0: literally, yeah. Like, I literally said, th- yes. No and shit, I'm dude. A- I said this to my brother. I'm
1: he's he's going to be out league. of the league. Okay, I haven't heard this. I'm talking to you and agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm saying, like, yeah, you're. He's, he's going to have to figure out, like, he's going to have to take that backseat road.
0: I God, see Russell well, Westbrook spending time with his kid. family, bro. I see Russell. Maybe. Like, You could be, you could be right.
1: You I, th- could
0: be I right. would not be surprised if Russell Westbrook is out of the league after this season with this contract that he has going That'd on, a buyout, some of these crazy things, just the way things are going on with him. Uh, what? He I wants to go back to OKC. He money. wants to get traded to the Magic right now or the Rockets right now? No. Like, he's there trying to that's make it work and win a championship with, yeah. All right. So, he'll only play way, a season. He'll play what? Two more seasons? Fine. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it ain't gonna do what I set up, what he set out to do, and what they thought to set out to do when he signed with the Lakers, which was win a championship. Yeah. And I just want to throw this in there, cause everyone's wanting to throw in, oh, this is a bad move to bring in Russell Westbrook, and this is LeBron got his yeah. fingerprint on, fingerprint on it. Well, it, you go in on, on, Rob Palinka, and even if he wanted Buddy Hield or not, he's made a bunch of bad moves in my opinion, minus this Russell Westbrook we moved, if we're gonna call it bad over-evaluating THT, which I told you guys about going back to when you guys started about talking about THT here on the pod. Chew basically for the that name. Was, that was all chewy. That Just was think, think about this stuff, though. Dennis Schroeder, the Dennis Schroeder thing with Montrezl Harrell, how'd that work out? Getting rid of, like, KCP and Kuzma and all these players for that move with Russell Westbrook. How's that working out? Like, I don't know. To That's me, said, yeah. it's like you got rid of too much in a sense where you got Russ in return. If this is the type of Russ most people figured, even in the media in the NBA, they were gonna get. Like, I'm the type of guy that's like, "All right, Russell's still play well." Everyone thought Russ was gonna suck here, and it's been even worse than yeah, that. Yeah. It's been it's been devastating, bro. I don't know what the hell's going on, bro. You got LeBron and Anthony teams... Davis can't even look him in the eyes. Like to me, they might as well just cut the man if they if they don't want to play with them. They're not gonna play him in the fourth quarter and overtime. Like, what's the,
1: what's the I, deal? I think, what's going on? I think the NBA teams are gonna start learning this if they haven't already because we went through the generation of like, oh my God, we need as many stars. Or we're kind of in it right now. Like we need as many stars as we can get. The old Miami Heat, current Brooklyn Nets, like whatever, a, mil- a million different teams out there that are like, get us the three stars and we'll figure it out from there. I think we're starting to see that like, it's a lot better to have maybe two stars and a bunch of good role players. Like even if you put prime Russell Westbrook, MVP Russell Westbrook on that team, you could argue that, I think you'd be right in arguing Alex Caruso, Kuzma, and KCP do more for that team than Russell Westbrook in his best days ever. And it's not a knock on Russell Westbrook. It's just like Russell Westbrook's one guy. Like three capable defenders who can all shoot and be out there and play with each other is extremely valuable. And the Lakers, you're right. Whether you want to bring Rob Polinko, Rob LeBron, whoever— the Lakers that one, and look, Russ is going to get the hate, because Russ
0: is who we see on the Yeah, groupies. letting like, Caruso oh walk, God. dude, there's tons of this moves, and rough. yeah, and it's all coming in on Russ, because that was the big acquisition, and it's like, alright, now you just want to let him go, because he's not playing well, like, dude, like, but he most, hasn't played well on a lot of these, whatever, dude, you know what, this whole thing with Russ is getting me sad, because now all of a sudden, this dude's washed, and, and is going to be out of the league, things that I'm saying, it's like, dude, that's not... That's not legitimate to me. Like, to me, if the Lakers roster was a little more healthy and built a little bit different, I think Russ could play a little bit better there. They had a couple more shooters besides Malik Monk and some of these guys that they're throwing out there, Trevor Reza and shit. It's like, bro, like, yeah, I love Melo and all, but, like, Melo ain't doing much besides shooting threes. Like, uh, like uh, yeah, it's cool to see Melo on the Lakers and making threes, but, yeah, like, he's he, it's, it's all impacting the team. It's not just a Russ thing to me. That's all I'm trying to say, bro. It's like the Lakers just aren't a good team, and it's just all falling on well. Russ, he ain't a good team player. He ain't a he ain't a winning player. And it's like, what let's, is this shit, move, dude?
1: Let's move on. We we beat this one into the ground. That's let's fine.
0: Whatever. Let's move on. Is right. Whatever. Let's move on to some NBA trade talks. You said you Let got me, some uh, notes, but I did want to, t- I did want to touch on what's going on with uh, James Harden stuff too, because that's surfacing. Duke brought it up in the chat. Um.
1: By the time this pod's posted, it could be figured out. What
0: What's it going on, so it like dude? What's market. going on, though? Because you came in here and told me that I'm pretty sure I have to go check the tapes. But you were I saying James Harden get through, wasn't getting moved. And you also have been telling me you wouldn't move Ben Simmons. And if they're moving Ben Simmons for James Harden and whoever else is in that deal, and I completely agree with you, if Maxie's in that deal, I'm out on that. I'm out on that because I was right on Tyrese Maxie, and he's been balling for the Sixers. Who have Joel Embiid who's a top MVP candidate in this league right now? Um to throw James Harden into that mix? Okay, dude. You think that's a championship contender this year? I don't think they're beating the Bucks. Bro, this is my problem with James Harden, bro. We've seen this from James Harden before. Literally to get to Brooklyn. Literally quitting on the team, giving up on the team. Like, not even like act looking himself, acting himself. I just don't get it, dude. And now he wants to get moved again? This is the one problem with NBA, dude. The player empowerment. And it's not even a thing that LeBron James started, in my opinion. It's more of the fact that the same thing we're seeing with Ben Simmons, the same thing we've seen with James Harden and any other NBA player in that regard, for all that matter. We've seen it with Anthony Davis. You could see it very soon with Zion Williamson and any other star in the league. Dude, if they don't want to play, they can just... And they just end up holding out to a point where, well, they have to get moved or traded. Like, you don't really see that in any other league. Do we not? Like, it's just, it's just gotten to a point in the NBA, bro, where it's just, it's got, it's ridiculous, dude. Like, this dude, Ben Simmons on a four-year contract, like, all right, dude, just can't play, he's fine Like, I just don't, like, cut the dude then. Like, I just don't get it. The whole thing's fucked up to me. You're gonna just gonna keep finding him? You get these players that are on teams for contracts. Chewy's bitching about it here on the podcast before, and that are giving up or quitting because they don't they, they don't like the situation right now. It's like, dude, what is that? Like, the, the big three has played. I think the stat is sixteen games together, and it's been two years. and And all of a sudden, James Harden's out when it couldn't even get started. Like, I don't know, man.
1: Okay, well, this... I agree with you on almost everything there, minus the last part. Like, <coughs> in his defense. <coughs> And I don't think there's a whole lot in his defense. Like, he's in the wrong here. Just for the last part you said, he's been the guy on the court. Like, he's kind of looking around like, oh, guys, I wanted to come here and play together. Kyrie, you won't agree to be on the court. KD, obviously not your fault. He's been hurt. Like, this is not what the fuck I signed up for. So that's only benefit for the doubt I'll give him. But for the most part, I agree with you on everything. Like
0: I yeah, saw there are. was a stat. I think his first 11 seasons, James Harden missed. I think it was 19 or 29 games. I think he's missed how many games this year, Rich? Uh, he's not playing as many uh, games. He's not your durable playing as many games sitting out with strained hands and strained hammies. Like, I, I don't know, man. You can come in here and tell me, oh, you think he's injured, you'll give him the benefit of the doubt because the other players that he's signed up to play with haven't been there for the reasons we've talked about here on the podcast. But all I'm saying is you, as a defender of James Harden, basically saying, oh, this guy is a great player, whatever, regular season, come playoff time, you know my knocks on him. Bro, he isn't doing that right now, and he's got his wish to get back to a different spot, and now he's looking to leave this one for another one, and whatever, man. Maybe Joel Embiid and James Harden might work out, but I don't know if you're the Sixers. You plan on this dude coming in, things not working out, and him doing the same thing he just done to now two other teams in the league. This is more of a James Harden problem to me. I've been on this here since I started the podcast. Not a ch- championship-level player, not a winning player come playoff time. And if we're going to knock Russell Westbrook for that, I think James Harden's at the top of this list. That's there all I'm trying
1: a, I mean, so I don't have much to say on the Nets part. Like, I agree. It's bad. There was an interesting piece. Nine straight the, losses um, for
0: your Nets. Eight seed. Eight seed in the East.
1: Nets, I don't want them to do well. Eight seed in the East. Um,
0: Knicks might pass um, him before you know there
1: it. Is a, there was something interesting the other day. just some, You're saying, like, him not being a winner. I saw You should watch it. It was really good. Draymond Green on the JJ Reddick podcast. And J.J. Redick was asking about, like, those Warriors runs, KD, the Rockets, and, like, he asked something, like, yo, were you guys, like, actually scared of the Rockets in those series? Like, they almost got you a few times. And he was like, you know, like, of course, he's not going to be like, yeah, we were terrified. He's like, no, we weren't scared of them. He's like, where the Rockets made their huge mistake was Daryl Morey basically said in the offseason, this team's designed to beat the Warriors. So, like, we basically had them circled the whole year. Like, yeah, they came pretty close to beating us, like, a few times, but, like, we were ready for them the whole year. Like they was, you know, like Daryl fucked up doing that. Like we were waiting for that all year. And um, they said, JJ Redick was like, what did you literally ask? Like kind of exactly that. Like Harden has the reputation of being a choker. Like you got to at least respect that during that time, it was basically LeBron and the Rockets were the only two teams competing with you guys every year for like a three year period. And Draymond was like, absolutely. He's like, to be honest, we just weren't worried about the Rockets because our strategy was we just let Harden do his thing for three and a half quarters, three quarters, he would put up his numbers, get 30, 35 plus, and we would lock down everyone else on the team. And the fourth quarter would come around in the last minutes, and he's like, I don't care who you are, I don't care how good your shape you're in, like, you can't dribble the ball a whole basketball game and have energy at the end of the game. He's like, so we locked down and Harden in and the last eight minutes of the game after letting him do his thing most of the game. None of his teammates are on a roll, and we just locked down and hardened, he's out of gas, we'd fuck him up. And I just thought it was interesting, because it's a really good point. Like a lot of people say, like, oh, like such a choker and stuff like that. And it's like teams just had the the kind of book out on how to beat them, whether that was Dantoni's fault, Mori's fault, Harden's fault, one of any of their faults. They were playing too much iso ball, but like it was just an interesting piece on it. It wasn't him just falling apart in the last five minutes. It was like, no, he had 37 points in the first 38 minutes he played. Yeah, he on like 50
0: shots. Dude, he takes him. a lot of terrible shots, you know, and it's. And you miss a lot of these shots when crunch time comes up and we're going to talk about, you know, being crunch time player. It's like James Harden's the farthest from that in my opinion. And it's like now he's looking to go be what, the big time cr- crunch time shooter in the 76ers? All right, fine, let that happen. Like I'll bank on the fact that he ain't going to win them a championship. Like whatever, James Harden can push his way out of any organization to me to any other organization he wants. I'm not in on James Harden being a championship level player. I'm just out I do it.
1: I don't think it, to be clear, I don't think it's a good trade. I, I wouldn't, even for, even Ben Simmons for Harden straight up, I get it. I don't think that's going to be the trade. I get it. You're absolutely getting better this year. Ben Simmons isn't playing and you're getting James Harden. But it's like, I don't know if going forward, because you're going to sign him to another contract probably for five years. Yep.
0: Big time contracts. Yeah, no. I
1: don't know if I want James Harden two years from now on a max contract for no. like, some other guys will be there,
0: saying the same you know, stuff about like that. Uh, him that we're saying about Russell Westbrook just last segment. Pro- oh, pro-
1: pro- and I'll probably.
0: add this. If you get Ben Simmons somewhere, as much as I want to see Ben Simmons on another team, because I think the Sixers are ridiculous for not letting this man uh, go before the trade deadline. If they decide not to do so, like we don't know what we're going to get out of Ben Simmons yet. Cause this man hasn't been on the court for what is it now? The entire first half of the season, obviously an off season and the debacle I that think- happened in last year's playoffs. Like, whatever, whatever we're going to say on his recovery process, I don't know what we're getting out of Ben Simmons. So, like, him joining the Nets, him joining any squad, like, I don't think that makes the Nets any better either. Like, James Harden for Ben Simmons, like, all right, in another piece, like, whatever, dude. Like, that's, to me, the Nets are in purgatory. Things that we are talking about with the Lakers. Like, this team, when we go back to Christmas, they just got blown out by the Celtics last night, a team that was literally the 11th seed, now up about – uh, the seventh seed, good. 13 and four in the past 17 games or whatever it is. And the Nets have gone two and 13. They're down in the eighth seed. The one, Team that I. one so, thing I
1: will say. Fucking ridiculous. Is, the one thing I will say is I was always on the side of like, I don't think Daryl Morey's doing this wrong here. And a lot of people were on the side of like, he's botching this. What the fuck is he doing? We went from months ago, a lot of people, yourself included, I don't think it was crazy saying like, why is he not taking this Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon, Warren, and a pick trade for Sabonis? And, like, just watch. He, whether it's this summer or in the next few days, he's walking away with, like, a superstar player. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, his value is only going to go down. No, it's not. Bidding wars start around the trade deadline. A
0: superstar player in James Harden. Fine. That, that's the superstar we're calling, like, that's fine. Like, I'm, Look, I'm not I putting James not Harden not in not superstar not. category. And that's another thing we'll get into at some point. I can't believe James Harden's an like, all-star right, right now. Sh-
1: I don't like the trade. I literally said that. I would not do the trade. But we all can acknowledge that you got better value out of Ben Simmons if you get James Harden than you would have from Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren. That's a more valuable trade. You got a better asset for your team, regardless of how we feel about fit. Do
0: you James think James Harden, Harden have... is an all-star this year? No, seriously. That's a serious question.
1: Um, Who would you have replacing Jared him? Jared Allen. That's not that's not how it works. Yes, I think Jared Allen's had a better year, but he's a front court player, and James Harden's a guard. It's be a guard. has not had a be- Bradley Beal has not had a better season than James Harden. Um,
0: okay, so fine. I know Lamelo got in because Kevin Durant's out, and I know Dejounte got in because Draymond's out. But I would add Lamelo in on the ballot before James Harden.
1: I'm not I'm not gonna argue with you. I think
0: that's I think that's fair. Um all right, let's touch on some of the trades that did happen. Hopefully there'll be some more happening that we can come on and touch on next time on the podcast. Once a week special here with Rich. Was trying to get Raj to come through. I have been trying to link up with him. I hadn't talked to him in mad long. He said he got food poisoning or something, so I don't know. Hope he feels um, better. But let's
1: uh So let's let's start the trades, but let's start with this one. We'll get we'll get into like the biggest one for sure. I think this is I think this will be the easiest one to touch on, not very controversial. I think it's a pretty awful trade, the first like big trade we got. Oh, actually, side note, we actually just had a trade as we got out on the podcast. Um we got a, I'll share my screen with you so you can see it here, but it's not not super interesting. We've Got a three team trade here. We got the Joe Ingles being traded
0: with a Torn the, ACL
1: yeah, so like he's not going to be playing this year, but we got a three-team trade, Jazz, Spurs, and Blazers. Blazers off uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who they actually just got in the CJ trade, to basically get a second-round pick. I and I think it. one more year, Joe Ingles, I'll have to look it up, uh, Spurs basically getting a second-round pick. This is just parts moving around. The only, like, real player in this for this year to look at is probably the Jazz getting Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He hasn't had a great year for the Pelicans, but still, still a nice little asset for them to bring in. I don't think they they don't really have a backup point guard clarkson's more of a backup shooting guard donovan mitchell and clarkson can do it but when conley's out they don't have a traditional backup point guard so nikhil alexander could be walker could be that um i don't really have too much of a takeaway but this basically just happened
0: nice dude yeah that's that's bush league to where i'm at um let's get into the other trade talks we can look at the
1: real ones so the first one here
0: I, I will hold on. Let me off. just say something real quick, though. Shout out to the Pelicans. Uh, I think they're in play in contention right now. Zion hasn't played a game all year. Um, we'll they also that. traded for it. CJ McCollum, so I'm sure we'll touch on that. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll yeah, yeah. Let's. All right. Yeah. Keep okay. it going. Keep it going. Keep the it
1: first going. one is the first one we got. Clippers and Blazers trade, and just truly, I don't know what the fuck this is. Um, Clippers yeah. get Norm Powell and Robert Covington. The Blazers get Eric Bledsoe. Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a 2025 second. So, first off, two years ago, three years ago, the Blazers traded two first-round picks to get Robert Covington. Then last year, traded a great young player in Gary Trent, who is absolutely balling out for the Raptors, yep, to get Norm Powell. Yep. And now, you just offed Covington and Powell, and... I don't see a single, like, look, I don't know enough about Keon Johnson. I've heard some people say he's a he's a nice young guy. Fine, maybe. Justice Linslow had a decent start in Miami like five, six years ago and has kind of, like, knocked his way around the league. Could be okay. Bro. Eric Bledsoe is awful. Bro. Um, the Clippers were astronomically better when he was off the court. Like, you didn't get anything from this trade. There's no way you couldn't have gotten, like, a first or multiple second-round picks For one of Powell and Covington, how you walk away with nothing from this trade is incredible.
0: Bro, let me first start by saying I saw Norm Powell in his opener debut for the Clippers. I think he dropped 29. Gary Trent, like you're talking about for the Raptors, he's an absolute baller for the Raptors who were down at like 13th seed in the East back when I'm like, oh, everything's great for me. I think they're sixth seed right now. They're on like a six-game win streak. Fred VanVleet, uh, first undrafted All Star since Ben Wallace in 2005 or six, I think is the date. Um, but back to my rant on this, bro, you got to be on my side now. Dame Lillard's out of there. I don't know what the hell the Blazers are doing, bro. They're losing. They're te- they're they're losing all types of games. You got the Lakers are seven and a half point favorites over the fucking Blazers tonight. That's don't bet on that game, man. That's a fucking crock of shit. But let me just say, dude, the Blazers. Absolutely crazy trade. I think this is a great move for the Clippers, who are a team that I thought was going to be like kind of hanging in the balance, trying to get to the playoff mode. Hopefully PG's there, Kawhi's there for the playoff run. Not knowing what's going to happen now, is both of those guys could be out. But those are two really good pieces if you can keep those around when those guys come back with everything else they got going on with Ty Lu with their run last year that everyone doubted them on Western Conference Finals, so... Yeah, great moves for the Clippers. I don't know what the hell the Blazers are doing. I was stunned by that trade as well. Absolutely stunned.
1: Covington Covington's an expiring contract, so they might not even have him back next year. Who knows if we even see PG and Kawhi, but even going forward, I just like the move. Clippers are a team, like, in the year they almost messed with the Durant Warriors team and took them to six. Like, even when they're not really competitive, they're trying to be competitive, and I think that's a good look. So I like the trade. The last thing I'll say on this is – The Blazers don't even have a GM right now. They have an interim GM who they haven't hired to be their GM. Dame Lillard's out of there, bro. The fact – oh, I disagree. The fact that this dude can make this trade and is allowed to do that when he's an interim GM and doesn't even have the job and just, like, fucked up trade assets is incredible. Dame Lillard's out of there, bro. Oh No, I mean, we'll get to the CJ trade, but –
0: Dame Lillard's out of there, bro. I can't believe they traded CJ, CJ too. Yeah, he's out of there, bro. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have to touch on that. We'll get to the
1: CJ one. Let's go into uh, Lavert and Rubio real quick before that. Yeah. So, Cavs get um this one, uh, this one and the CJ one. I have a, I have opinions on who I think won and lost each trade. Obviously, I agree with you. I think the Clippers won that last trade. Yeah. This one is the one where I have an opinion on who won, but I don't feel strongly, and I could be talked into either side. So, the Cavs get Karis Lavert. And a Miami 2022 second round pick. The Pacers get Ricky Rubio, who's expiring contract. He's hurt. Doesn't matter. Yeah, two firsts and two seconds, um, including a Houston second round pick this year, which is basically the 31st pick. Like they, they almost got three firsts in this this trade, which is incredible. So I'll say I like seeing the Cavs go for it. They have a really good team, and they're not doing the. Some people would argue, like, you know, you just kind of, like, take your time, develop the assets. They're going for it. They see an opening in the East. There's no dominant team. Some people say it's the Bucks. I would probably say it's the Bucks. Yeah. I like what they're doing. I don't think this is a bad trade for either team. I love what they're doing. I would just say if I had to pick a side of who I think comes out of this trade a more clear winner, I would say the Pacers, simply because... Levert's only signed through this season and the end of next season. We have not seen many people want to stay in Cleveland when their contracts run up, unless Cleveland throws a big deal, which maybe they could. So basically there's a chance that Cleveland gets a year and a half of Paris Levert and the Pacers walked away with almost three first round picks. Granted one's a second, but it's the Houston second from this year. It's going to be like the 31st or the 32nd pick, a very good second round pick. So I don't think, I don't want to say that I think it's a bad trade for the Cavs. I like what everyone did in this trade. I would just say if I had to pick a winner, I think the Pacers walk away long-term with better assets, but I kind of like it for both sides. I don't think there's a real loser of the trade.
0: Cavs, number four seed in the East. I think they're only a game and a half back of the number one seed. They just acquired Karius Levert, as you mentioned, and he's reunited with Jared Allen, who I think got snubbed as an all-star starter. We'll hopefully be able to touch on the all-star reserve named and – I saw the three point challenge announced. So hopefully we'll touch on that before we go. But I think it's a great move As Ricky Rubio going down, I think hurt the team in in a sense, but the Cavs were able to kind of still keep it going, which I think shows that they have something that you're talking about. A little bit of a flare Hawk style run in them. If they can stay hot and get hot in the playoffs, like we've kind of seen um, before in these playoffs, recent playoffs. And um, for me, it's, I think Karis Levert, regardless if he stays there or not, I think this is a great move for Karis Levert, who's now on a winning team, and I thought the Pacers would be slightly better than they've shown to be, but now the Pacers are blowing it all up. And I came and I told you that I thought that not only were the Pacers were going to be a little bit underperforming this year, even though I love Karis Levert and Sabonis I like, who's now no longer there as well, and I'm sure we'll touch on that, Bro, Rick Carlisle signing for me, I was just, I just don't understand that. Just things have not gone well for the Pacers since he's got there. You got rid of all your great players, team's not looking good. Like, this dude, old guy, going to build up the team and you guys are going to be good again? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, a Pacers, small market team that I like supporting. Ever since Rick Carlisle got there, been shit. And, like, I just, I just don't get it because... To me, it, I mean, some of these some of these hires that I'm seeing in the, the NFL, let me just or, say this, and I know that's been a controversy as well, but I've seen it in the NBA. In the NBA, where why are we hiring retreads, even if they have somewhat good records or we know that they can coach in this like, league? The the wave is the young, inspiring, uh, new guys that no one knows anything thing about. Go look at what's going on with some of these NBA teams. Even a guy like J.B. Bickerstaff getting a shot. Like, guys that no one was no one was expecting to do well, and they end up taking over a team and, and going and getting their team up there into contender talks in the playoffs. Like, I don't know, man. Like, Rick Carl out of me, the Pacers, the moves you're, the Pacers made, they just blew it all up. They're just, what are they doing? They're, they're playing for last place.
1: What? It, Zach, you are.
0: You're, you're way are too high on Tyrese Halliburton, bro. The
1: Pacers. The Pacers, by all consensus of everyone I've seen who does anything covering basketball, just had like the best forty-eight hours in the last few years since having like Paul George on their team. And they did. We'll get. We'll get to it. Like they did. I'll get to the like the in total like what they started with and walked away from. I also think you're being. A, I don't think it's been a bad year considering what they have, but like. Sabonis, Turner missing time. Bragdon hasn't barely played the last two months. TJ Warren hasn't touched the court. Like Rick Carlisle is one of the best five coaches of the last twenty years in the NBA, like without a doubt. Like you know, Spolstra, Greg, uh, Greg Popovich, and it's probably him. Let out of the last twenty years, like it, they're all they're all up there. But
0: uh, nah, I'm throwing Terry think, Stotts in that conversation. Nah, no, whatever.
1: More, Doc.
0: No, no, I said Terry Stotts. And Doc. And Doc.
1: You said Terry Scotts. Are you joking, dude? (laughs) You think Terry Scotts is better than Rick Carlisle? Terry
0: Stotts is his name. It's not Scotts.
1: I said stats. You think he's better than, you think the former Blazers coach is better than Rick Carlisle?
0: I think he (laughs) deserves, I think he deserves less hate than he was getting when he got fired than Rick Carlisle does now that he's at a new stop fucking shit up somewhere else.
1: All right, we're we're moving on. That was the wildest take I've ever heard. Rick Carlisle had him in the playoffs for like fucking 18 straight years won a ring made it out of the first yep
0: round Terry thoughts had, had him in there sorry. for nine straight years uh Terry running made it out running of the first western conference twice. finals yeah
1: or twice actually twice
0: yep
1: um okay well we'll um, we'll
0: agree to disagree on keep it moving
1: we'll, we'll move on there um all right cj josh hart I, I don't know why i said josh hart the cj mccollum trade blazers get josh hart Nikhil Alexander Walker who we now saw was already moved um, two nobodies I didn't even write down their names I don't know them uh, the pelicans 2022 20, first rounder and two seconds Pelicans get CJ Larry Nance Tony Snell so start off pelicans clearly got the better players here um, I don't think I think it's too early to say like who won and lost this trade this is another why I don't have a clear like oh my god this is the clear winner I think you could make an argument for either side uh blazers finally switching things up here i can't get mad at the blazers sides they got uh a decent first some capable young guys cleared cap space so it is what it is i don't think it's a great return like if i think you could have gotten better assets for cj mccollum truthfully and maybe even larry nance so i don't like their side but i also don't i i guess the pelicans won but i don't terrible
0: move for the blazers Terrible move for the Blazers. I don't don't know what the hell the Blazers are doing. And none of these trades can justify anything for Damian Lillard to be like, yeah, dude, I'm in a good situation. We're making good moves where I, like, want to be around. But the Pelicans started the season 1-12, and and like I mentioned, they're now in the play-in contention. And you bringing in CJ McCollum, regardless of when I think Zion, if Zion gets on the court, are only good moves, in my opinion, to make Zion somewhat want to get on the court.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Dame Woj, Zach Lowe, well, multiple people reported that, like, Dame and the Trailblazers front office, like, communicated about this. They did not just trade C.J. McCollum and laugh. Look, there's a chance you're right, and they're like, hey, in off offseason, we got you. You're out of here. We'll, we'll grant your wishes. I don't think you are because they're literally in active discussions trying to acquire Jeremy Grant. They basically got under the—I don't and i do don't like what the Blazers did. I don't think they're going to walk into next year being a contender. But I do think they're walking into next year trying to end with Damian. I don't think it's a good move. I thought they're doing the active discussions to acquire Jeremy Grant. You don't look to acquire Jeremy Grant for Damian Lillard. That would make no sense. So like, they're looking to keep Damian Lillard. They're trying to hopefully sign some people in the off season. Maybe you make a trade for Jeremy Grant. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's a good idea. I would rather trade Damian Lillard too and get assets for him. I don't think that's what they're doing. From like everything that's being reported. Before I let you go here, I totally understand the Pelican sides. You need pieces to make Zion's day. CJ absolutely does very good piece to kind of help the team, make them good right now, compete for the play-in tournament, a roster of Graham, CJ, Ingram, Nance, Zion, J-Bow. Very solid roster. I'm yeah. Not, fine. Totally fine. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about the trade for the Pelican side, CJ's 3rd world, Pelicans just gave up their first this year, and they're not a very good team so that could easily be a top 10 picks you're now have your backcourt as Devonte graham and cj mccollum if you thought damian lillard and cj mccollum was a bad defensive backcourt get ready for Devonte graham and cj mccollum that's going worst defensive backcourt short guards who rely on creating space tend to age much more quicker and lose their game kemba walker's 31 years old and we just saw it i'm not saying the same's going to happen to cj i hope it doesn't but he's 30 years old so i don't know what this cj mccollum contract looks like two years now in the short term If Zion's happy and Zion wants to sign his extension, it's a great trade. In the long term, two years from now, I don't know if you're looking at it like, oh boy, I'm glad we have CJ McCollum on this contract. But overall, I think you had to do it as the Pelicans.
0: I think you make really good points. You're my man. Uh, The Pelicans, basically to me, you don't make these moves um, because you think this is what's going to bring in Zion for his extension. Because I don't know if it does. Because, like I said, Zion's not even been on the court. But you have to try And I think you laying it out like team-wise and the fact that, I, like I said, this team started 1-12, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Zion's not playing. No, no one knows when Zion's playing. Dude, the Pelicans are respectable for where they're at, for where Brandon, they started. And Brandon now these moves, yeah, Brandon Ingram has been incredible. And if Zion could just get back on the court, as much as I'm not a fan of Zion, you know – this dude was incredible last year. So it's like get on the damn court with some of these pieces your team's putting out around you. Like the Pelicans could be that team that could not make noise, but be in the play in and be making some noise maybe in the play in, in my opinion. So yeah, like that's the type of team that I think made some moves that okay, you're right. It might not it might get him to sign an extension. It might not, but you had to at least try and I think you made some good moves. Going forward and just looking, like I said, on the Blazers' side, I just don't understand anything they're doing. And to me, going forward, you have, you're have you going to really have no pitch to Damian Lillard to be like, okay, yeah, well, all right, we're building around you. But with what? You're starting over from the top, and it's like you're going to bring yeah. up, oh, well, you don't know how CJ McCollum is going to age. Well, how's Damian Lillard going to age? I get he's got shooting, Girl. but this dude's always injured too. It's like, all right, let's see how things go. All these players get older, and their windows shrink a lot sooner than we we're going to think. It's happening right now for this my guy is, Russ. So I don't know, man. I have no idea.
1: This is one of those trades where, like, I totally get it for both sides, why both sides did it. The Blazers are trying to rebuild, retool around Dame. The Pelicans are trying to make their team attractive now, make sure Zion stays. I get it. Just looking at both sides, I'm looking at it going, there's a very good chance a year and a half from now, you're like, wow, I wish we had Josh Hart over CJ McCollum, who's a capable defender, can shoot a little. I think there's a good chance from it, as the Blazers' perspective, you're looking at it like, wow, did we just give up CJ, Norm Powell, and Covington and got back one first-round pick? Fuck, what did we just do? So, like, I just – I get what both teams are doing, but I almost think both of them could have done better maybe. But, like, I I get it. I'm not going to complain about it.
0: Yeah. I have to see how those play out. Um
1: the Sabonis,
0: this, Sabonis to the Kings for me. That was this will be the
1: long. This will be the long trade. I took notes on all of them, and this is the one where I took wrote some shit down. And like, <laughs> let me let me just all right. Let me just say this. I'll start with the trade. So we had Sabonis, um, and Lamb, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday, and a twenty twenty seven second round pick to the Kings for help.
0: What? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, to the Kings. That was sent to the Kings. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. For Buddy Hield, Therese Halliburton, and Tristan Thompson. So let's just look at it this way. <sighs> There's a twenty twenty-seven second round pick. Fine. Well, that's something in the future. That doesn't matter too much for right now. If you take let's just take Sabonis and Tyrese Halliburton out of the trade. If you just look at it as trading Buddy Hield and Tristan Thompson for Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday. What the fuck were you doing? How is that good value on Buddy Hield? Like, well, they've wanted they've wanted to trade Buddy Hield for a while, and they, I've heard people like in the media talk about like, oh, it's like he's overpaid. He's not fucking overpaid. He's on an eighteen million dollar contract. That's exactly what good shooters get paid. Like, fuck, look what Duncan Robinson got paid. Look at what shooters get paid. That's what shooters get paid. Yep. You can say they didn't want him on their team anymore, but that doesn't mean he's a bad asset to other teams. Yeah. Other teams wanted Buddy Hield. The Lakers, other teams, yeah, yeah, yep. their future first round pick, for yeah, yeah, yep. Teams wanted Buddy Heel. Yeah. so before we even get to the two main guys, to just say like, even Tristan Thompson doesn't matter. He's the throw-in in that trade. Should say like, for Buddy Healed, we got Jeremy Lamb, who's I think a free agent after the season. We basically got Justin Holiday. It's like what? What? Also, by the way, Justin Holiday is not vaccinated. I don't even think he can play in their fucking home games. So uh, there you go. Got, enjoy that Kings, I guess. He's not vaccinated. That's not. I don't think he's vaccinated. I heard it reported multiple times. He's not vaccinated. So <laughs> All right, dude. Chill with that.
0: All right. Um, we're bringing in the heat. You're so not now, liking this so King's now, trade.
1: <laughs> now let's go to the actual main two pieces of the trade. Um, to be very clear, Sabonis is the best player in this trade. Nothing I am saying is disparaging Sabonis or saying that he is not a good player. Yep. He's a very good player. He made an All Star team last year. If he was, if the Pacers were healthy and everything, he maybe makes an All Star team yep. this year. He's a, he's a very good player. We have seen for a fact that Sabonis needs to play the five. He plays much better as the five. We've talked for years that they need to trade Miles Turner or Sabonis. The good thing is Miles Turner can shoot. You know what Raquan Holmes cannot do? Shoot the fucking ball. Do you know what he is? One of the Kings' best players that plays the five. So. Okay, you just push one of your best players onto the bench in Holmes, or you now have Sabonis playing the four with a guy who can't shoot, and Sabonis also can't shoot. So that's not a good fit. By the way, De'Aaron Fox can't shoot. Davion Mitchell can't shoot. Your best two shooters were Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald. Enjoy that one, Kings. This is a win-now move. I don't see how they win now. The only guy on their team that can shoot from the three-point line consistently. So it's like looking at this in a few ways, not really seeing how that's working. Fox and Sabonis, very good individual players. Both guys you could potentially build around together to have your two highest cap guys not able to shoot a three-pointer. It's like, what? how is that what you want to build around? And then, let's just talk about Tyrese Halliburton for a second. Do you know what Tyrese Halliburton can do? Everything. Literally everything. I, I don't think I am too high on him. He's an incredible defender. He's a good ball handler. He's a good facilitator. When De'Aaron Fox is out of the lineup, he's out there dropping 25 and 10 games. He was their best player for the last two months. He's their best three-point shooter behind Buddy Heald, who he's now playing with. So it's like, every way I look at this trade, I can't see a way the Kings won it. You got the better player now, but Buddy Heald is on a rookie contract, or sorry, Tyrese Albert on a rookie contract. He was under team control for six years. He literally could not have left your team for six years, basically. You had control of him. He had told the Kings, like, I I enjoy like I'm here to play with you guys. Like I enjoy doing this. You've done multiple interviews about that. You now have Sabonis for two fucking years, and then is he gonna want to stay with the Kings? Like, literally, you had a great young player at probably the more important position, a guard, than a big guy. Like we we've seen that for years now. You're gonna want to have a three point shooting guard over a non three point shooting big, And, and you had him for six years under control, and you just gave him up for two years of Sabonis, and for the next two years, Sabonis could be the better player. But he's not the better guy to build around. Like, I'll, I'll pass it off to you right now. But my question would be, what is the best case scenario for this team? It's like a seven seed every year. There's if if you were going to tell me, I'm not saying you are, but if you're going to tell me that this team could be like a four seed in the West, I would say you're absolutely out of your mind. When there's like the Suns, the Warriors, the LA teams, the yeah, Jazz, no. the yeah, Luka. No. Like right, yep. this team, you literally just gave up your best young guy who teams would have traded a lot for you could have gotten a lot of first round picks if you told teams Halliburton was on the market and you just got back two years of a fringe all-star caliber big yeah. that can't shoot when your other best player can't shoot i yeah. think this is makes zero sense to me
0: um all right yeah so if we were rent there because there's basically been what few teams in those four trades we talked about you're ranking all these teams in terms of moves like you got the kings at the bottom of all these moves even below the blazers
1: the blazers made some bad moves you're at least walking away with picks some picks not that you could swing and miss on those picks i would just say i would rather have the potential of a pick than even how great sabonis is knowing for the next two years that my ceiling is the play-in tournament like Okay. okay
0: all right let me let me push back with this. Um is the ceiling the play in tournament? Maybe. Uh, top four to in the west. Yeah, that's maybe. that's risky to push with the teams in the west. But I'd say I guess short term and long term, like you you have more faith in the Pacers to be a better team, even with the East. Looking the way it is, like I think the east looks pretty strong as well. Like, young talent in the east, like, are the pacers anywhere near with some of that young talent, even with Halliburton? Like, okay, like De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, more proven commodities to me, even in the west, where yeah, maybe it's a little tougher, like, build around those guys. Like, yeah, I kind of get what you're saying, but like, to me, the Kings made way better moves than the Blazers. Like, I'll sit here and say the Blazers to me looking way worse than the Kings, which get back Sabonis to pair with De'Aaron Fox and maybe trying to build Gears. around that even though you lose Halliburton. I'm just not as high Gears. as Halliburton as you are. I get where you're coming with Halliburton, and maybe Halliburton can take off for the Pacers. But where are you where are you pairing him with, what, Malcolm Brogdon in the backcourt? And, like, oh, all these things kind of going on with the Pacers? Like, now. they don't even know. That dude Duarte is looking their best, and he's a rookie and plays guard. So, like, where's Halliburton fitting in to this equation? Oh uh starting for the Pacers and like all right so now they're building around Halliburton it's like to me I'd rather have De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis even with the east looking a little weaker than the west with some of the pieces that you can build around that than Halliburton and Miles Turner bro like I don't know that's just me oh
1: I mean I'd rather have just how like Halliburton has been undoubtedly better than De'Aaron Fox this year and I this is actually a thing I wrote down that I didn't touch on there to me, I do think the Pacers roster going into next year is a much better roster and a better fit than the, the um, Kings ones. If you're looking at Brogdon, Halliburton, hopefully TJ Warren's back, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, and then you're throwing Duarte in there, like those are all good, versatile guys who can, everyone on the team can shoot. Everyone on the team can defend really well. That's a really good team. You look at the Kings, it's decent names in Fox, Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell, and Holmes. No one can shoot. I just don't see how it's a good fit. Like I just really don't see how it's a good fit. So to me, Sabonis is a really good player, but I would never trade a good young asset for a big who can't shoot and isn't a particularly good defender. Do,
0: do you think so that I'm team, just curious? Cause I know the trade deadline's coming up and I know yeah. we might have some more trades drop through and it's like, is it crazy for the Kings to make another move and bring in a shooter? Like knowing the fact that they just they traded shoot. away all their good shooting. And if they do make another move and, I don't know, get rid of Rashawn Holmes for a guy that can shoot that like would be the whatever that would be. it is like you, you to me you're looking at that you can do make one more move and you're in a better situation immediately than the Pacers and going forward I get it. You can, Things could change, you can but I'm still liking better. what the Kings are doing even better. with how they're firing coaches and cycling through coaches like I like the young talent they got and yeah, I get Sabonis I like Sabonis as an all-around player. Like I think he's a great all-around player, and he wanted to be in a different spot. I don't know if Sacramento's the spot, but to me, you got a better chance of winning right now than you did with the Pacers, who look like they're just tanking.
1: But winning what? Winning what? Going 500? Like, okay, I agree with you then. Like, yes, maybe the Kings have a better chance of going 500 next year or this year than the Pacers do. But it's like... What you always want as a GM or as a fan of your team is, like, hope for the future. And if you're a fan of the Kings, like, your hope for the future was, like, Tyrese Halliburton has developed at an incredible rate this last year and a half. He's a, whatever, 20-year-old guard putting up 25 and 10 games consistently when you had De'Aaron Fox out of the lineup. Now you know for a fact your ceiling is not getting out of the first round. You can't. I just
0: look at I look at the head landscape head. right now, even bottom side of the West. Like, I think the Blazers are out of it and done. So, like, where the Kings are even at? Like, the Kings, they can't make a late-season uh, push and get into the 9-10 seed, pl- into the play-in. But, like, like, like the yeah, game, even yeah. for this year, like, I don't know, from where they were at and then going forward next year, like, that's, to me, better where the Pacers are going to be at this year, not in the play-in tournament.
1: That's such a – that's where I agreed with you. I think that's, like, the wrong way to view it. And I think that's how the Kings were viewing it. Because the Kings are literally, like – Many people connected to the NBA have talked about prior to this trade. The Kings owner has a mandate, like, we need to fucking make the playoffs this year, do whatever to make the playoffs. This is a trade that says that. Like, like I said in the beginning, Sabonis is a better player at this exact moment. And I ask you this as a
0: fan of the Knicks, that may be in the play-in, may not even make the playoffs. Like, 10 deep in the NBA, can't make the play-in. Like, that to me is pretty shitty. Like, you're the bottom five, including my thunder, like, not making here's, the play-in, like, with these expectations. Like, to me, I'd rather be in the top 10 making any of that than saying, damn, I'm the, I'm one of the bottom five in this conference? Nah. Nah. Nah, see, as a Thunder fan, I don't want to be in the bottom five, not even in a play-in situation when I got Chris Paul leading me to a five seed.
1: You are, you do not want, you want to plan for the future. Oh,
0: so maybe we weren't going to win the title with Chris Paul, but it was nice seeing the Thunder in the playoffs. I'd rather see my team competing than fucking at the bottom half
1: that's a plan for the future you had they had young guys they were building around and chris paul was the exception to that like they were trying to tank chris paul was like "No, no 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 no, i'm gonna play he was the exception but like they had young guys that built up from that sga played really well Dort started playing really well it's different like they don't they're trying to build around a core of two guys who like their ceiling is completely capped their ceiling is completely capped you cannot win a first round Playoff series with Demonis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox as your best two players, two non shooters, and Demonis Sabonis, who's a big who can't defend and can't shoot. You can't win a series like that. If you told, and this is the last thing I'll say, if you, this is why I think it's a horrible trade. And you're right. You could trade Raquan Holmes, Rashawn Holmes, Rashawn Holmes, not Raquan, Rashawn Holmes and get something for him, and the roster could look a lot better. And you could come into next year with a team where it's like, okay, like this, this looks okay. I'm, and, and it'll look better. But that doesn't mean you got good value for Halliburton. If you had called up teams and were like, we are willing to trade Tyrese Halliburton, you could have gotten multiple first-round picks and multiple players. They're probably getting two years of Demonis Sabonis, and then he's probably walking because they're the fucking kings. They're not going to have a great— they're not going to do great the next two years. They'll maybe make the playoffs, maybe win a game in the first round, and then he'll leave. And you could have had Tyrese Halliburton for six fucking years. I agree. Sabonis is better now. It's just an awful trade. Like, I don't think there's a single other team in the league that would have made that trade. If you had said, Rich, what did you trade for Tyrese Halliburton? I would say if we can trade our entire fucking roster and keep RJ Barrett and bring in Tyrese Halliburton and give them a bunch of picks, good.
0: I'm Let's curious I'm curious if this is gonna hold up for you as the worst trade as the deadline looms closer. And it's just gonna be interesting yes. to see if any of these moves get made that are getting rumored about and anything that kinda happens here between now and tomorrow, basically twenty four bend- hours from now, three PM tomorrow, like you're going to have some more trades leaking in, I think. Maybe I some small moves, it. like you mentioned in the stream. Maybe some big moves, Harden and Sixers. But I, to me, that that just to me, even with all the trades that have happened that far, I would not have that as the worst trade. And I get where you're coming from. I 100% agree with you, even though I'm not as high as Halliburton on all the takes you're bringing in on it. I'm just looking at it like, okay, if two, or three, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now, those moves... Where's my team gonna be at today? Five years from now, to me the Kings are looking better than the Pacers. That's that's why I'm that's how I grade but before, trades.
1: But that's not the comparison though. Before they made this trade, why it's a bad trade for them, they were guaranteed six years of Tyrese Halliburton, who is however you feel about him, if we're looking at the youngest guards in the NBA, like after like the Bro. Ja like Ja Trey Young SGAs, like that that's where that's where I'm going of the really really young guys in the NBA. Like he's right there. The guy's drafted in the last three years. He might be the best guard in the NBA besides John Morant, maybe. So like he's really fucking good, and he's been playing like with De'Aaron Fox getting a lot of usage. He goes twenty-five and ten on amazing efficiency and defends well when he's in the game. You had six years of that. The next two years of Sabonis, I'll I'll tell you what. This isn't a bet. You don't need to do anything. I'll Venmo you $100 if in the next two years the Kings can win two playoff games.
0: Two playoff games? Not even a series? Just two playoff games?
1: Two playoff games. In the same year. Two playoff games in the same year. Yeah. Not play in. Like, playoff games. So, like, they make it to the first round and take it to six games. Okay, I'll
0: bet that. I'll
1: bet that. (laughs) There's no bet. You don't have to give me anything. Like, I'm just telling you, I will Venmo you $100 if it happens. They somehow end up in the first-round series. And they get two games on the Jazz. I'll be like, "Fuck, I was wrong." All right, you're
0: fucking ridiculous. Yep, yep. You're gonna eat that. I'll save the tapes on that.
1: I'm pretty sure they won't even make the playoffs. They'll oh my
0: god, dude. Oh my god. All right, playoffs. we just talked way too yeah. much trade deadline. I wanted to touch on a little bit more stuff before I have to go, and so do you. That's um, all the stuff I had, I think. That's fine. You're you're bringing in the heat on the Kings today. Love it. Um, they announced a three point contest participants already. I didn't
1: see. Who is it? I didn't
0: see Desmond that. Bain, Carl Anthony Towns, Luke Kennard, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Zach Levine, Trey Young, Fred Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. A lot, of people, my, like, a lot of people taking Trey Young as an early favorite. No, nah, not for me. Shout out to the first time NBA All Stars and John Morant. We touched on Wiggins, uh, Darius Garland, and Fred Van Vliet, who I touched on, and I think, as I mentioned, first Undrafted All Stars since Ben Wallace, and I think it was 2005 yeah. or six. Uh, I'm trying to find the stat, but I'm I.
1: I'm but I don't know. Um, I'm trying to like look at it and figure out my winner here. I'm forgetting all the names you just said, and I can't find a list in front of me. I think, I think, um, Desmond Baines. So what I try and do is I try and find the guys. Who are spot up shooters, not the guys who are shooting off the dribble as much like Trey Young. Not that he can't win, but like they're spot up shooting is kind of what they're doing. So I'm trying to think of the guys who do that at a high level every game already. Desmond That's Bain. kind of Desmond Bain's yeah. role. I'm trying who, who are the- can you look, just list the names one more time?
0: Desmond Bain, Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, Patty Mills. Patty Mills is a sleeper. Patty Mills a um, sleeper. sleeper. Uh Fred Van Vliet.
1: I think I would pick Desmond Young. Bain. Desmond Bain would be my pick. I do like Patty Mills as like a secondary one, but I think Desmond Bain would be my pick right now. All right, or um, I, I like I like CJ as I like CJ as one too as well.
0: Uh, yeah. See, I just wanted to say, even though I don't think James Harden is an All Star, and maybe a couple guys got snubbed, they even got Lamelo. I think he's now the youngest all star since Dejonte LeBron, um, Dejounte Murray as well getting in. Yep. Shout out Dejounte Murray. Um, uh, yeah, since 2005 was LeBron. He was the youngest, uh, LaMelo ball. And then you shouted out Dejounte Murray, but I'll at least want to watch the all-star game in the, in the NBA. Um, I saw a little of the NHL skills challenge just cause I was like stopping off at see. a spot. They were watching it. It was pretty sweet. Dude had, uh, blindfold on unreal deke i guess you'd call it fucking i don't even know just unreal shit that you probably saw because it was a viral video and i'm like damn did that dude actually just do that even if he could see like that was pretty impressive i didn't um see you know what i didn't watch at all and then i saw some stuff on and just i'm just disgusted with is the na uh the nfl uh all-star <laughs> game or pro bowl or whatever we're calling it. that's just a fucking joke really dude absolute joke and even the shit they were doing, like Micah Parsons beating Tyreek Hill in a 40-yard dash trying to tell me that that's legit. Like, okay, bro. Like, this shit is so dumb. Some of the wide receivers, like, throwing passes and, like, oh, best catch. And they're like, like, this shit is so stupid. Like, it's just so dumb. Like, they need to fix that. Because the NBA All-Star game's legit. I thought the NHL All-Star Game was pretty legit. The NFL Pro Bowl is what we're calling it. I'm calling it All-Star Game is so far from legit. You got your Hall of Fame players saying how embarrassing it is. all this. You might as well just not have it or change it to flag football or something because the whole thing's a fucking joke.
1: Yeah, they, they need to figure something out with it. Like, I don't know how because it's so tough. It's a contact sport. I don't know how you make guys like – they literally have rules. Like, you can't you can't fucking pass rush. So, I don't know how you make it a normal football game. They give the running back like three carries each because they don't want him to get hurt. So, like, I don't yep. know how you make it a normal football game unless you like – Honestly, they'd have better luck like fucking I don't know. I'm I'm literally trying to think if you like bring in guys who aren't the stars, maybe it's like they'd be pumped to be on the TV gate T V more, but then people wouldn't watch and wouldn't care. So like I, I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know how you make it good. It's a very tough concept for football. They probably just need to lean more into the like gimmicky, like skills challenge type stuff in the nba and nfl but like less of like this race and like i don't know trying to make it like more legit and exciting around that stuff because like the game of football i don't think can be played in a competitive way but in a casual way like you either need to go all out or you're not going all out and it's not good so it's it's kind of tough
0: yeah i Um, I don't know what the
1: solution is but i wasn't watching i was playing games with either barry or chew i forget who and i was like yeah i did like two DraftKings lineups for the Pro Bowl. I saw it was on there. I'm oh, like, you're fucking I, sick. I, no, I barely threw in any money. I was like, I don't give a shit. I was like, I just put like, uh, I, I, one did really well. I had Mark Andrews at captain who had a huge game. The other I had like Deontay Johnson at captain. It didn't do well. But I was like, yeah, as long as like, you know, it's a it's a high scoring game and like some of these guys get touchdowns, like maybe they'll do all right. And I think I was playing with Chu, and literally the first three possessions, he's like, oh, pick, oh, pick six, oh, pick six, oh, fumble recovery touchdown, pick six. I was like, holy shit, all right, I'm not winning. <laughs>
0: oh, man. That's pretty funny. Um, I wanted to ask you this, though. So we've talked about here this a bunch on the pod. Um, I thought my MVP candidate was literally about to get knocked out for the season last night. I know I kind of mentioned it in my early on rant. Did you see that Marcus Morris hit on John Morant though? I have to look. It bro, up. you got to check that out, dog. There is no place in the game for that, dog. Like you're telling me, you're telling me that's a one game suspension with Jokic and Grayson Allen. Like, bro, this has to be more than one game suspension. You almost knocked John ja Morant MVP candidate, in my opinion, out of for at least a couple weeks. Caruso on that same Grayson Allen play knocked out for. Eight weeks with a broken wrist, and Markeith Morris, I don't even think he's been on the court since his whiplash. Like, the NBA only suspending players for one game for things like that is the reason why those things still happen, and that's not good for the league. That is so not good for the league. John ja Morant getting clipped up in the head, falling down, nearly breaking his ACL, and then uh, getting held up. I mean, dude, that's just such a bad play. And all I'm trying to say is... I know what Joel Embiid's doing. I see Jokic. I think John Morant's the MVP of this league, man. I think it's not crazy to say. My brother's in here trying to tell me the whole fucking shit this morning. Like, oh, you know, discretion goes into it. The same stuff I brought into you with the MVP talks. All right, well then, in my opinion, it's Giannis. What
1: does that have to do with this one, though? What, is, what does
0: he mean by that? Like, he that said that Ja's young, so young that he'll win one in his career so he ain't getting it right now. And I'm like, bro, that's, that's that's it. not how it should work. It should be, if he's the MVP right now, he should be it. And, you know, I said it the other day with, with Giannis or a couple pods back, I'm like, dude, Giannis is the best player in the game right now. Like, it, regardless of what he did to the Lakers last night, what he's been doing when he's playing and what they're probably going to do to the East come playoff time, to me, Giannis is the best player in the game. So what he's doing, because they got more pieces around him, to me what the John Moran's doing with even all the pieces around him, with where he's got the Grizzlies in the Western Conference, beating up on really bad teams that they're supposed to beat by a good amount, and then beating good teams as well, contending, competing, bro, I, I'm all in on Ja for MVP, I'm all in on the Grizzlies for making a run. And I thought he was about to get knocked out last night, and that's not good for the NBA in their league, who should be suspending Marcus Morris. Definitely more than one game, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I didn't see the hit. I do need to look that up. I don't think, just on, like, the discretion thing, like, look, there is some of that goes, goes into it. I think there's a case to make that there could be voters that are like, I thought I wanted to vote for Joel Embiid last year. I thought Joel Embiid had an incredible season, then he got hurt. Now he's having an incredible season. I'm going to vote for Joel Embiid again because he's playing so. I think in that regard it could happen, but I don't think anyone was looking at it like, well, I would vote for Ja, but he'll get one later. I don't think people are looking at it like that. I do think there could be some carryover and people feeling like Embiid deserved it last year and now he's playing so great again that they vote for him again. Like that could come into it, but I don't think people are not voting for Ja because of like, ah, he'll get one later. Because like we've seen with the MVP or like guys like Derek Rose, it's like it's not a it's not a guarantee he's going to get one later. Ja is... Look, you're, yeah, listen, man, you got to at least
0: say he's in the conversation. I saw Stephen oh, A has him is. in two. I see a lot of these power rankings have him a little lower than that. I think he's got to be up there with Joel and be the top two right now. You go look at his stats over the past 10, 20 games since he's been back. You go look at some of the games he's put up, big games, and primetime moments up against big-time opponents and what they're doing to the teams they're supposed to beat up on. Like, the thing they're I can gonna... appreciate about the teams that you're supposed to beat up on and you're doing so, the Grizzlies are doing that right now and they're getting Dylan Brooks back. Jaron Jackson Jr. is taking a leap. We talked about Desmond Bain who's in the three-point contest. Like, Grizzlies are no joke, bro. Grizzlies are no joke. They're legit. Uh, they're the, legit. The,
1: the tears the tears to me right now, and I'm shocked. Like, I never would have thought I would saying just coming into the season. Like, Embiid, Jokic, and Ja are like the top three. You could put them in. Look, I'm not going to argue anything. We're halfway through the season. You could put them in whatever order you want. If you value winning more, Jaws probably your MVP. If you're valuing their your individual stats, you could make the case for Embiid or Jokic. They're like a game separated in the standings, and they're both playing incredible. Yeah, I still think Embiid will end up with it, but I think it's fair to say at this moment any of those three could get the reward. And then after that, you drop down to like the Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Giannis, maybe LeBron could sneak his way. Luka. Luka. I think Giannis is above all those guys I just said, but I also think he's slightly behind the jaw, Jokic and Embiid right now. Yeah. So look, the other thing is though, we got what we're the bucks are 56 games into the season. We got another 26 games to go. I truthfully feel like the bucks have been like kind of in like coasting mode from what we've seen, like from the heat warriors and teams after a ring. Like I wouldn't, I don't think Giannis is going to get the MVP. I wouldn't be surprised if Giannis goes absolutely nuts over these last 26 games. And we've seen the stats when he goes nuts, it's hard for anyone else to compete with those. So like, I guess I just say that to say it's anyone's award right now. Like if the Lakers somehow turn it around and end up in like the six seed, if the Lakers end up looking good for the last 20 games, not that I think it'll happen. You best believe a lot of people are going to want to give LeBron the MVP for like how they finish the season. So like, Anything could happen. I think right now it's one of Embiid, video will get your job.
0: Yeah. Um, good point. I was trying to talk some Super Bowl today, but I don't even think I'll have enough time. Uh, I can't believe it's already Super Bowl week and football is going to be over, but I'm pumped for the game. Uh, yeah. I don't even really know where I'm at in the game because like I was telling people that have been asking me about it, um, honestly, whoever wins, I'll be happy. Like I'll be happy to see, like I was telling you a little bit, OBJ, Matt Stafford, Rams, McVay after losing a Super Bowl, two Super Bowls in five years, uh, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. Um, on the other side, obviously Joe Burrow, uh, Zach Taylor becoming the only other coach to do so, I believe this stat is correct, is Doug Peterson to go 4-0 and in their first four playoff games and win the Super Bowl. Uh, Zach Taylor looking to do that like Doug Peterson did with the Eagles. Doug Peterson, another job with the Jaguars. Uh, had some thoughts on that, but I'll have to save that for a solo. Anyways, um, yeah, dude. Honestly, I, I'm just rooting for a good game. ruined rooting for, obviously, a high-scoring game, even though it, it wouldn't matter to me. I think it's funny how that's what everyone's talking about. Like, oh, it, hopefully it's a high-scoring shootout. It's like, bro, I watched a 13-3 to Super Bowl and wanted to throw up the whole time. Um, the last one the Rams were in. So I'm really hoping it's not that. Um, I'm rooting for OBJ to get a ring. That'd be dope. Uh, But I would not be sad to see Joe Burrow get a ring and all the conversations that's going to create. Just listening to it this week with the Super Bowl week has been pretty cool. Um, But I'll skip any more on that. I don't know if you want to throw in a pick or say anybody that you got. But um, I'm just leaning a little bit more Rams Uh, just because of the defense, and I think Joe Burrow put up a good fight. I think Jamar Chase is legit, and he's got the postseason rookie record and a lot of regular season records for rookie receiving almost, and all these things that he's doing with Joe Burrow are impressive. I love Joe Mixon. I've talked about him here here on the podcast, and I think the Bengals have something going for him because of Joe Burrow, but I'm not so sure they can beat the Rams at home also um, with all that star power. Uh it'll be interesting to see uh how that Super Bowl plays out and then obviously football will be over for a bit and we'll be waiting for the draft and it'll be all hoops uh all day every day.
1: So I think most from what I've heard from people analyzing it so far and like most of what I've looked at most of the advantages point to the Rams um the Bengals have a weak line rams have great pass rushers you can't really no team's been able to stop cooper cup yeah even though cam Akers has had some fumbles him and sony michelle pretty big good running back course like a lot of things play out for if the rams get the lead to be able to give the Bengals problems on offense and run the ball well and keep that lead so that's what a lot of people are projecting i threw one parlay in so far tiny one I'll like do some more bets as it gets closer where I pick the Rams winning. If I, have to, if I had to bet a large chunk of money, I would be betting Rams to win, I think, because it seems more logical to me. The only thing I'll say is it just scares me that I, I think it was probably 50-50. I think the Bengals were favored in the game against the Raiders, but like, you know, 50-50, maybe depending on who you ask. But then as we go on, everyone thought the Titans would win. Everyone thought the Chiefs would win. And now here we are with everyone I hear saying the Rams are going to win, and it's – Obviously, if we're analyzing something, we're going to use logic because otherwise we're just saying random shit and talking yeah. out of our ass. I don't we're think it'd come, be crazy so for the Bengals to similar win. Conclusions, but when you look at it and we're like, yeah, all of those things are true, but like, all of those things were true against the Titans and the Chiefs as well. Maybe yep. less so. The Chiefs didn't have the dominant pass rushers that the Rams do. The Rams could be a problem for them. But like, they still were just going out there and scoring. If their O-line's that bad like other teams had, Titans and Chiefs are capable defenses, so like
0: they yeah, still went out
1: there and put up points on them. So like, yeah, I would not I'd be surprised
0: like, if the Bengals win. I'm not putting four point five million bang- on the Bengals like-, like Mattress Mac, but, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals win. Um,
1: I would really like to see him win. I agree with you. It's, it'd be cool to see OBJ get a ring, especially after people saying like he was toast and done. Yeah, and I really deserve a lot senior. of credit
0: for that, man. OBJ has been crucial to this Rams playoff run, and I will hang my hat on that. Love to see that um yeah yeah. it's uh i hope he has a good super bowl i hope it's a good super bowl and i'm rooting for guys on both sides honestly so like i said either way it'll be tough bet in this game and um i don't know either way i'm looking forward to it joey burrow is just such a likable guy bro uh but let me just say this before i let you go dude because um first I just need to tell you I know we watch a lot of hoops um if I'm sure you're not watching a lot of women's hoops but I just want to make you aware of uh Caitlin Clark bro um I I've saw, watched a little bit of her game her I've seen day. some of her highlights I watched a little bit of her last year too uh but she's incredible and I know you're a hoops guy um so I'm not saying you need to watch an entirety of her game uh, I think you should check her out for sure, though. Definitely check out her highlights. Kaylee Clark uh, Caitlin Clark is legit. Um, and the last thing I got to say before I let you go is, and I've told you this here on the pod before, um, I meant to bring this up, I think, last time, maybe a couple other times. Um, and we get all in a heated argument on the, the sticks usually about this, so hopefully you don't head out on me. Um, bro, it is so different betting – on sportsbook than it is daily fantasy. Like, I think I think you were on my side on this before, but I, I just want to make sure you understand me clear here. Before the whole sportsbook and came legal and you can like bet on anything, parlay, what all that, just bet straight bets, whatever you want to do. Bro, when I was doing daily fantasy, I would never put twenty five dollars on a daily fantasy lineup. Like I know you've done that before. You've shown me like some of the bigger contests you enter. Maybe you have bigger uh funds in your account whatever even if i have big funds in my account when i had big funds in my account if i randomly won on DraftKings with for uh yeah. daily fantasy i'm talking here it, it was never enough where i'm like oh yeah i'm down to put in a 50 daily fantasy tonight no because i lose way too much in that bro here's the thing that i think is so interesting but also deadly for me i was on a heater this week i was i was heat on the bangles Bro, and then I've just been doing straight bets. And, yeah, I had a couple miss. I had a, I had the Hornets money line that went sour against the Bulls. I had the Sixers. Uh, I, I threw 40. Uh, Joel Embiid to score 40 and the Sixers to beat the Suns uh, last night. Uh, Joel Embiid had 36 and they lost. They were winning most of the game. Uh, but I've been doing those. Bro, I throw 50, 50 or 100 on Giannis double-double and a win. That's the lock of the week, bro. Lock of the week is Giannis double-double and a win. My brother's like, what are the odds on that? I'm like, they're plus. They're plus. You put 100 on it and it happens. Dude, I did it two days in a row. I hit on Giannis double-doubles in a win. I hit a Chris Paul double-double in double a win. And there was one other that I hit. My account was up over like 260 bucks. Moral of this story is I'm when I'm placing bets now, bro, because I because I won more and obviously the payouts become bigger, bro, I, I throw in bigger amounts. Last night, I lost $100. I lost $100 last night. And I know you say, oh, it's, it's, oh, whatever you want to, whatever your classic phrase is, which I agree on you with. This is my pushback. I'm not putting $100 in and then, and then using that 100 to bet. That is money that I won over time that I think we've gotten this, this uh, whole fight about before. Are that, you joking me? That's what I've told you like 10 times. Yes, I know. Months. Yes, I know. But yes, this is what I'm trying to Yeah, I know. I I'm, I'm more on your side now, but I'm st- I'm not. I'm still back on my side that no, I still lost $100 cuz I could have withdrawn that $100. It would have been in my bank account and I could have went and done it on anything else. So no, I'm not on your side of this that oh, if I win a bunch and then I lose but 100, it hurts any less than if I put all my 100 in and lost. Nah, it's the same amount. I had won hundred and lost a hundred. It I fucking agree, is I killing agree. me. Hold on, hold I lost a on, hundred bucks last nice night, nice and, nice and nice now nice and nice. I'm fucking pissed. But that's. But Do you that's understand crazy. what I'm saying with this though? Like, I would yeah. never put a hundred bucks on a daily fantasy lineup, so it just never was a thing. Like, even if I did okay, ten lineups things, all at a dollar, it was ten bucks. Oh, I lost ten dollars tonight. No big deal, bro. Waking up things after things you down. lose a hundred dollars, regardless of how you lose Trust it, it's pretty fucking shitty. That's all I'm trying to say. Now I'm like, damn, I need to cut out on this shit. I I can only go twenty five max bet.
1: Three things here number one <laughs> I agree with everything you said but that's when you fall back to number one after you get to number two like yeah the all of those funds you have in the account it is to me it's money where it's like okay if I if I deposited a hundred dollars and I won a bunch of bets and I had six hundred dollars in there like I'm if I bet five hundred dollars in one night and lose it you bet your ass I'm going to be upset because I just lost five hundred oh, I'm not going to be like, ah, it was fake money, whatever. My point is simply like, it's both of those things. You need to bet an amount each night that you're okay with losing. Whatever amount you're betting each month, amount, each night, you need to be okay yeah, with losing. I got but you. But the other side comes in. When you lose 50 bucks, I'm not going to be like, oh my god, I just like, I needed that 50 bucks. So I was like, nah, I won that the other night. Lovely. Yeah. I still wouldn't bet all of my winnings and be like, ah, I was just winning. So like it, it's riding a fine line. There's no exact, everyone has their own kind of answer for it. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess my whole point said. is I really wasn't able to ever really realize this from the actual daily fantasy. And then like but some of the, bet, like when I first started the betting, it was dumb. Like I was just doing like, like parlays and shit. That's not the way to be betting
1: doing I've been doing really well the last few nights.
0: I, just the parlays for me is not the not way to go, really. bro. I've been hitting just straight bets, bro. Just straight yeah. bets and throwing bigger margins on it. And yeah, I lose sometimes and it sucks. But when I'm hitting, it's way better, bro. I can hit like three in a night, whereas that that would never happen when I was doing da- uh daily fantasy, bro. I could have done 25 lineups and never have three hit in a night. I could bet, I could bet two NBA games, uh, throw 25 on them. And, and hit two out of three, and I'm up still on the night. That's how I've been doing. Problem is, like, last night, I lost a 100 bucks, bro. I had all my bets. All them fucking didn't go. So I'm like, oh, I woke up this morning. And you're like, oh, one of these is going to hit. Worst comes to worst, I'll cover half my money. Nope. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, obviously, the only thing that helped me last night was I threw, to cover my ass, uh, Bucks, uh, Giannis double-double fucking... Uh, bucks to win because I I can't even bet on the Lakers anymore bro like there's no way in hell I'm betting on the Lakers to cover 7.5 tonight to the Blazers because the Blazers are terrible and they're on like a 7 game losing streak and it's got you take it to the bank that they should beat the Blazers tonight by 8 points but I I, I don't know how much money I'm willing to put on that And it's just like, yeah, I've been looking in those games every night. I go in, t- I used to like want to bet on all the games, bro. Nah, nah. I have gotten to a point where I'm like, this is a setup game. It's not rigged or nothing. I'm just like, I can't even bet this game. I don't know what's good with this game. Especially with the NBA, cause you're betting like every night on the teams, bro. And back-to-backs and shit and all that. Like NFL, bro, if I could have bet all year on the NFL money line, uh, straight bets like I should have been doing, uh, Sportsbook was open, bro. I would have had massive of money in my account. Dead ass, bro, because I've gotten really good with the straight bet shit. I should literally be I should be doing more content for, like, straight bets on a daily basis, but I just I literally just wake up and do them for myself. Like, I don't really care for doing the fucking live moves, post a video, and, like, put it out there and try and get famous. But, I, dude, I've been doing straight. I know you said you're doing straight. It's just crazy to me how much money goes into that, dude. Like, those boosts that hit for the AFC and NFC championship game, I saw it was, like, 10.7 million and like 6 million and like I was telling Barry in the mic the other night I didn't mention on the pod I think New York in like eight nine days or something was like 609 million dollars it It's like Arizona did like 700 in like three months or something like it's just all that's going on And I saw Florida's not opening until 2024 or something like uh, or it's it's on vote until then you're not gonna be able to vote again until 2024 because it didn't pass so it's like All this money that circulates for the gambling in all the states that it's actually legal, but it's not legal in every state. I'm like, bro, where are we at with this, bro? It's like the whole thing with COVID for me. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about it much here on the podcast anymore, but you did bring it up in a funny sense uh, for your boy, uh, what was his name? Justin Holiday, Bro, I don't think anyone even cares anymore, bro. Like, yeah, you're probably going to have somebody to make a remark about it. Oh, whatever. Maybe they'll feel differently about you. Well, at the end of the day, it don't fucking matter, dude. Cause that person's going to go home and his circle's going to be there. AB got his circle. Kyrie's got his circle. Everybody that's out here, even if your circle's small, usually you got one. And it's like, at the end of the day, bro, like I've just been noticing that even more and more since I've seen less people saying, oh, this person tests positive literally like two months ago, bro, you found out about every person in sports that tests positive across the ticker. That's not happening anymore. Uh, you get your number one tennis player in the world deported. Cause he's not vaccinated is a story for like a day and then moves on like world's best tennis player. Not there. Like no one's even talking about it. Like, bro, at this point it's, I don't even know. Like it's so far gone where it's like, all right. Yeah. You're just going to keep doing your own thing. Everyone's going to keep doing their own thing and talking about their own opinion and view on it. And I'm just like, I guess, dude. I guess that's a good way to look at it. I guess that's why everyone else is looking at us like, "What the fuck are these people doing?" But I, there's too many people, bro. I've just gotten to a point. There's too many people, bro. You get look at it like this. You get you get five people in a room, rich, and ask them their opinion, their opinion about COVID. You think all their opinions would be the same, even if they all got vaccinated and boosted? You you now triple that. Put put twenty five people in a room. Ask them the same question all them vaccine boosted, uh, the, the exact opposite, 25 people in a room, all them unvaccinated, asking the same question, like, they're all gonna feel differently, and have a different response, it's just impossible, dude, but how many people in America, how many, like, millions, like, I'm talking about how much people are making gambling, no shit, because there's millions of people gambling, everyone's gambling, there's so many people, with all this, like, toxicity, and has an opinion in view, and I'm like, Bro, what is good? Like, there's too many stories. There's too much media. There's too much this of what we're doing right here. Anybody can fire their shit up and be doing this. And I've been telling you about that, bro. Like, I've just been feeling weird all about that. Where, I, like, I, I used to, like, feel like, oh, yeah, I'll come in here and do this by myself. But it's, like, now I can't even really do it because I'm, like it's just weird, I just get, like, bad anxiety, everything kind of, like, going on, it's still going on, but, like, no one wants to talk about it anymore, it's just like, yep, whatever, it's all, like, no one wants to talk about it, like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it either, but, like, it's still going on, like, I wonder how I'd feel if my uncle, who was actually, like, really sick, like, fucking died, you know, like, I know my neighbor had his mom, like, people have died from this, you might know somebody, somebody might know somebody that has died from this, so it's like, I just don't get it, dude, and it's just going to keep going on, they say, so, uh, like, I don't know, bro, it's just weird to me, because I still have to wear a mask at work, and then I saw that, I was going to ask Raj about this, they lifted the mask mandate in, in California on the, for February 15th, so I'm literally about to go, because I asked my boss the other day, I was like, dude, how much longer do I have to wear this fucking mask, like, I was like, what is good with this shit, because I can go right up the street, two, two places up the street, not even fucking a golf shot away and go inside without a mask on. So I'm like, what the fuck dude? What? It's just, they, um, it's just crazy, I bro. And it goes back to the beginning of this the governor, shit where we are now. Governor, Isn't it just fucking wild though?
1: The governor though? of Connecticut announced, I think it's February 28th, the mask mandates ending, or at least it was for like schools, childcare. I think it was a lot of places though. So maybe it's the 28th. Like again, it's, public institutions can do whatever the fuck they want your company could be like you have to wear a mask for the next 20 years if you want to if you want to come in our area there's no one stopping them from doing that but i think a lot of places mask mandates are going to be wrapping up the end of this month assuming there's not another surge yeah to be honest i haven't worn a mask anywhere in a while despite like I'm just trying to think like I know I have here and there there's been like one or two places but like most restaurants don't require it the gym I go to doesn't require it's so like I, I haven't worn one in a while I guess when I go to the grocery store I still do I don't even know if they require it like 75 percent of the people are usually in one so I just wear one when I go there but grocery store I don't give a shit I'll wear one when I go in there I don't really care at all but most places I'm not really trying to wear it
0: yeah I put my mask on, like, everywhere I go still. I'm starting to, like, be like, dude, what the fuck? (coughs) It's like, I don't know, man. Like, no one else is doing it. Like, and people are, like, looking at me now, like, why the fuck is this? But then I'll see, like, a couple people. So it's like just this weird divide, bro. It's just so fucking weird to me, bro. It's even worse than having a difference in sports opinion to me. It's just so fucked. It shouldn't matter... Anything, I don't know. Just the whole thing is fucked up to me, bro. Like, it's just kind of wild. That's just the way I've kind of been feeling. uh, Check this, uh... Like, you're saying all things kind of wild in sports. Yeah, they have been. It's all things kind of just wild everywhere, bro. It's like, what the fuck is good? I'm like, damn. On the bright side, though, I'm... T- I'm technically going on what I'm calling a double date. Nice. Yeah. Who's that with? Uh, this person that I used to work with, uh, or my brother still works. Actually, no, he doesn't. But, like, I know I'm going back from, like, the golf course I work at. Um, I, like, literally, I stopped over their place, I don't know, like, a couple nights back to, like, drop something off uh, for... My brother's buddy that was there and they were having like a slight party or whatever and then like i don't know what something like one thing led to another fucking they like added me on instagram and then like the other person added me on instagram and i was like oh what's good and then she was like oh you trying to go she like asked me if i wanted to go to some like thing i don't know i'm like yeah sure whatever so
1: hey let's go awesome
0: yeah it's literally like the biggest thing that's happened to me since sliced bread it seems like
1: sliced bread you're a huge sliced bread guy yeah biggest thing that's happened to you since the russ mvp i'm going out with retirement
0: i'm going out with a i'm going out with a dude tonight not in that sense um (laughs) i
1: was like hey explore yourself
0: (laughs) (laughs) no in all seriousness i am but like not like in that sense um i met this dude at work drink or whatever yeah, I met this dude at work and he, he, uh, he's like an older guy. If I'm here. I am fucking, I'm always hanging out with like old people. Um, and this is not a shot at old people. It's what I always tell the old people I'm hanging out with. Um, I'm not, I'm not calling you old. I just hang out with older people. Um, to get off that rant. Uh, yeah, the dude's like really nice, bro. He's always coming into the fucking golf place that I work at now. It was like, oh, he's really nice to me. Blah, blah, blah. He like, out of the blue, I told him about Duke's detailing idea out of the blue bro he came out of nowhere he's like bro i got these business ideas i gotta tell you about And he's like tell me all these ideas and like all this shit and like some of the shit he's telling me bro is like pretty legit i'm like all right i'm like yeah. not actually saying that like this is gonna all like go through but I'm, yeah. I'm literally like yeah dude like i'm down to like meet up and like talk about this like not in my work setting or like whatever and like have yep. a beer and like so whatever, like I'm meeting up with him to like just chat up. Like I don't know, this dude doesn't even know me, bro. This is the best part. This is what I told somebody yesterday. This is the first person that I told that I what the new place that I work about the shit that happened to me with my mom's. And I used mm-hmm. to feel like where I worked when the thing that happened to me with my mom's was like a good thing. Like oh, everyone know, everyone knows what happened to me. Like oh, I feel like I've told you this before. Um, yeah. But it's this now that I have this greater sense of like where I'm at now because nobody knows what happened to me where I'm at. Everybody that comes in there, that's the last person. It's like the person that I did tell yesterday, these two ladies that are really nice, been coming in, I don't know, a couple months since I've been working there. And, you know, out of the blue, they said they were sad. I asked them why. They told me uh, her mom passed away. And I really wasn't going to say anything until I said, well, at at least you guys are as old as you are losing your mom. And she turns around and she goes, why is that? And then I go, I lost my mom four years ago this Saturday. And... Of course, they were like, oh my god. You know what I'm saying? It's so fun. It's just weird to me, bro. Cause I had I had seen them a bunch of times. Nobody nobody reacts that way until they actually know, but they've known you for two months and didn't know any of that shit burning inside that you don't put out there unless you trust the whatever it is. It's just interesting to yeah. me, bro. It's just interesting to me. Because everybody this is what I've been struggling with and telling people. Everybody I was telling this to Chew last time I was pie, and then I'll let you go. Literally fucking. I was telling Chew, I'm like, bro. Every time I meet someone new, if I, like, a stranger, like, I want to talk about shit that no one wants to talk about. And that's really been, that's been bothering me. I need to get away from that, right? Because, like, even when I meet new people at the fucking, that walk into the, uh, like, I met at this guy that I haven't told yet. Like, been talking to him a bunch. Like, normally I would have been, normally, this is literally the type of shit I was doing, bro, in a way. Like, it'd be. Or if I go and meet somebody, like, match with them on fucking internet bumble or whatever the fuck you're doing, internet dating, like, I I always want to be like, yep, yeah, this is the type of shit that's going on, rather than just, like, not even talking about that. Like, what does it even matter to that person? They don't even know any of it. And it's like, the second you start, I don't know. I've just, like, got, I don't even know, bro. I'm still, like, battling with that. I'm still, like, it's just, like, this whole thing for me, dude. I don't even know. It's, uh, it's been pretty interesting. It's been pretty interesting because I know you'll always come through. I was telling Chu and like Chu will come through. Um, It's like, I don't know, man. Even I'm like mad busy with work now in the winter. I normally wouldn't. Um, Even if I stay a little bit busy, like, I don't know. It's just like weird, bro. I've been seeing all these quotes. on. Uh, it's like you adult friendships. You got to make an appointment. But that's literally what it is, dog. Like, think about it. I'm not even just bringing you up, but, like, we make an appointment to, like, link up. Like, everyone that I'd chill with now got to make an appointment. I saw Nick Landell, Steve Landell, and Dan Kovach in the past three days, just saying. Hadn't wow. seen hadn't seen Dan Kovach in ten years. He came in. We played uh, nine holes of golf yesterday. And the day or two before that, I had Steve coming through because he's about to move. And he brought Nick Landell out of the blue, didn't even know he's coming. Hadn't seen Nick Landell from Sep one time at the dump that I gave a shout out here on the podcast in literally about seven years. And it was just like, Damn. it was just like so cool to like chill with DK for literally like an hour and a half. And like, just say what's up. And like, he's only home for a little bit. He works up in Cape Cod at Eastward Ho. And I'm hoping to take a trick up to check the golf course. He invited me. Um,
1: I thought he lived in like the Carolinas or something. I don't
0: know. Yeah, he did for a little bit while I was in Carolina. It didn't even know that, honestly. Never really heard from him. Never got to see him. We were both in Carolina at the same time. Just crazy how the world is, bro. Like, yeah, it's just crazy, man. And that was just like, it's just like shit like that that's been making me feel a little better. I don't know. Like, I've had other people reach out to me, say they want to chill. I don't know. Like, do I got to make an appointment? Like, uh, Raj probably has food poisoning. But, like, I've hit Raj up a couple times now. And he's just, like, flaky with it. I'm like, all right, bro. You can just tell me, like, you can't do it or something. Like, you don't have to. I don't know. I was telling the same shit to chew. It's like, Richard, uh, he was telling me about you and and chew. I was like, yeah, no shit, dude. I know you don't. I know you come over because, like, you want to do it, too. Like, if you didn't want to come over, bro, like, I'm not forcing you to do this shit. Like he's like, yeah, I like doing it. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like that's why it's like weird for me that like I'll I'll only see you once every two weeks. Like I'm like, where are you at, dude? Like you good? Like I don't know. He's just like, just weird to me, bro. Everyone just gets doing their own thing, and then I'm just Chew, trying to do my own thing. The lesson
1: I have, the lesson I have learned with Chew over the years is. You could say it shouldn't be this way, but if you want a response, you'll almost always get one, especially if it's a direct question and a text. If you put it in a group message, it's not coming.
0: Yeah, the only thing you're getting in a group message (laughs) is that Manfred should be shot when we're talking about (laughs) NBA. I'm like, what is this dude doing?
1: You got to hit and shoot with the, like... It's yo, just
0: you not even in all seriousness, game. no. Like, that's the type of shit where it's, like, bro, like, what? Like, do I really have to do that? Even, like, Duke's hit me up. Like, Duke's been hit me up, like, a bunch recently. But, like, I haven't seen him in, like, six months. Like, Duke will hit me up, like, yo, what are you doing today? I'll, I'll like, tell him what's good. And then it's just, like, he'll tell me back. And then just, like, I don't even hear from him again. I'm, like, dude, what the fuck? What are you even hitting me up for? Like, I guess in a sense, like, I just... Isn't it so weird to think... This is the weirdest thing for me. I used to drive literally just so much just to, like, chill, like, out in Killingworth where y'all were at. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't do that at all anymore, bro. I, I literally don't do that. Like, I... I don't go to fucking Killingworth. <laughs> like, that's just, like, not something I'm trying to do. Like, go over to fucking shoes house or, like, Duke's house. It's so like, they're probably feeling the same way about it for me, but it's like, bro, you never even did that anyways, like, I'm just trying to chill, like I was telling you when we got chill, I was like, bro, I'll meet you at the fucking deck, I'll meet you anywhere, like, I don't know, it's just like, I don't, don't want to play video games anymore, either, that's what's weird, like, I just like, don't like the video games, like, I'll play them, but like, every time I come on, I don't even know, y'all are playing like, some wild shit, that I'm like, yeah, I can't even play COD.
1: I just play FIFA and COD for the most part now.
0: Yeah, I know. I just want to play NBA, but no one wants to play with me. Everyone just fucking flakes out on me on the NBA.
1: Yo, like I will play a game of like I'd probably be trash. I haven't touched two K, but like a game of two K or something like that. But like the, Yeah the, the career not the career players like, bro, I can't. Like, well I'm just gonna go in there and get my ass whooped right now. I haven't touched it in months. It's like Ugh. I want to. Like, I would say this every time. Like, I would love to. I just would want, love to get played against people who, like, play once a week too or something like that. Oh it's just God. not fun getting on there and just getting, like, demolished, which is probably how you feel in COD too because you rarely play COD, so you get on COD and get demolished. So, like, I, I hear you.
0: Yeah, I'm not good at COD. I'm not even really good at any video games. That's why I'm kind of just like, bro, I've been using my P5 for NBA Fucking league pass. league pass. You've been seeing me on it? Just fucking watching games? I sent games? you an
1: invite last night, I think. Yeah, or two nights <laughs> yeah, ago, Yeah, I was just watching yeah.
0: games, you know? <laughs> just watching games. I am not even... I, my controller's not even on. Oh, man. Yeah. It's been wild, though. I mean... The sports, the conversation, everything. Uh, It's been good, dude. For real. Like, I don't know. It just... I used to, I always tell you how much I appreciate this, but, like, I do appreciate this, like, so much more, like, every single time I do it, because I've been struggling to do it for, like, myself, you know? Yeah. So, it's just, like, every time I get to do this now, which has been limited because I've been working so much, it's just, like, I don't know, it's just, like, mad chill. It's, like, the one thing that, like, I feel somewhat normal, like, not fucking stressed out or tensed out or fucking upset, like, I don't know, just feel normal, just talking, maybe getting mad, but... (laughs) Oh, man. It's been good, bro.
1: We had a uh, one last trade here. Your Thunder traded for KZ Akpala from the Heat. He was all right. Young guy with some over the last few years. I think they just traded a second-round pick for him.
0: What a way to end the pod.
1: Miami acquires a 2026 second-round pick in exchange for third-year forward KZ Akpala.
0: Nice, dude. Hopefully I don't know
1: that'll
0: help year Yeah, Thunder. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know, man. Thunder suck. That shit sucks. Giants suck and Thunder suck. Like seriously, like my two teams, like they're terrible. Like I can't wear any of their shit around. I don't even want to talk thunder. about it. Like I don't want to talk no, about the Thunder your, or the rock Giants. Your
1: thund- rock your Thunder shit. The Thunder will be fine.
0: <laughs> rock my Thunder to- shit.
1: I would love. I would love to have SGA on my team and Dort and all those picks, mainly SGA. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I think the Thunder are better than the Knicks. So that's just me, but whatever.
1: <laughs> I mean, have a better future? Absolutely. Are better right now if they play? No. Have a better future? Yeah. Okay.
0: Better the Thunder and Knicks played right know. now. I'll take the Thunder all night. I'll take the Thunder all night, bro. Knicks have been garbage. I'll give you credit. RJ the, Barrett's I'm been pretty good. Knicks,
1: but not that far down.
0: Yeah, you're right. Knicks suck though. You're you're terrible. You ain't making the playing. I don't think you're making the plan. I don't know. You're not making that. So in retrospect, you're going to be the same thing as the Thunder, not in the plan. And that's all I talked about. Bottom five. To me, if you're bottom five in either conference, it's it's just depressing. Like, that's just fucking depressing.
1: Nah. Well, if you're going to be bottom five in a conference, at least be bottom five in the league because you've got an increased chance at the first pick. And that's what I'm saying. Like, You don't want to be in purgatory. Yeah. So
0: that's, yeah, that's gotta be tougher for the Knicks, man. Tougher for the Knicks. Yeah,
1: it is. The Knicks are in a worse spot in the long term. The Thunder have maybe the best like future. If you look at their like picks layout, like include SGA Dort in that of any team in the entire league, unless like it gets tough. If you want to argue like, well, Giannis is a proven thing. Like, sure. Of course. Sure. Giannis then like, Oh, well, Luca, like, okay, fine. But like, Minus like just listing like the best stars on a team. I think the Thunder have like the best like future of what their whole layout is. Event. Yeah,
0: you're always saying that, but well, I have the best future too, right? That's what you can say yeah, that about sure. anybody and anything. It's like whatever, dude. Except we'll see how Thunder that plays have out. Fuck it.
1: first round draft picks in the league. That's a, like, a good like, way to
0: I end it, actually, anyways. I got a good future. Years. I got a good future. <laughs> oh man yeah i gotta go i gotta take care of the pops and then fucking head All over right, to head over to get some jack and cokes
1: <laughs> enjoy mullet's Girl, getting it's long nice business ideas mullet's coming in crazy
0: <laughs> yeah dude it's fucking <laughs> it's fucking it's so sick i have people call me cam smith it's great
1: <laughs> check out uh i
0: gotta get this shit trimmed up again this shit is wild though though this shit's Check coming.
1: This, uh, <laughs> that is that is wild. Check out this from last night. This wild bet I had hit.
0: Oh my $5, god!
1: Five dollars on eight teams on the alternate spreads and they all hit.
0: You know what I $5? hit? Yo, actually, that's a good point. I hit last night too. I had I had uh I had Celtics Celtics minus eight up against the Nets. Grizzlies my or minus six maybe. Grizzlies minus eight point five. Uh, Nugs minus eight, and Timberwolves minus four. Shout out your Timberwolves, bro. I saw the Timberwolves, they scored 120 uh, straight points, and they did so last night in five straight games. That's franchise record. Uh, Edwards had five points last night, and they won by 25. They're playing the Kings again tonight. As much as I was rooting for the Kings and on their side today, they ain't beating the T-Wolves. T-Wolves are going to be in the playing, if not above the playing. They're legit. They're about as legit as you can get in terms of Anything besides the Grizzlies, shout-out, John Morant.
1: T-Wolves are very legit, yeah. I've been.
0: You deserve a lot shit. of credit for that, though, because I did not think the T-Wolves had been this good. Even though you made a lot of good points, I'm like, yeah, they'll probably be in the play Bro, they could definitely be above the play-in. Like, Carl Anthony Towns has been unreal. Obviously, Ant-Man, D'Angelo Russell sleeps
1: on. What'd
0: you have? You had player points in that, too?
1: Um... Which one charity on which one? Um, I had a bunch. I did a shitload of bets yesterday. So choose started betting a little bit. So I've been telling him bets to make on DraftKings, and we've been crushing the last two nights. So he we hit. Had, uh, so we had so these two tiny, these two tiny losses. The five and the ten were just like crazy parlays. Like those were. Whatever. This one this one almost what Anthony Edwards fucked me in that one. Ooh, it, Oh, this man. this one I had this one was a wild one. It was to win like a shitload because I had all of that, but I had the Lakers winning at halftime and the Bucks winning the game. And that was the only thing that didn't hit out of everything. But um those were just two random ones I threw in. The ones I told Chu to make were we lost. We lost this one right here. We had the Nets to win and Patty Mills to have three threes. Nets all to win. That
0: is the worst bet in history. No, I mean
1: sorry. I meant sorry. I meant Celtics to win and Patty Mills to have three threes. So we lost that because Patty Mills got benched because they were down so much.
0: Blown I out. Had this
1: wild one here that I showed you. I had this one money line for Hawks, Timberwolves, and Celtics. I thought they were all going to crush their games, and they did. I thought there was one other fun one. Oh. Oh yeah, I had two parlays on the Lakers. These are the ones I like doing. That only DraftKings has, I think, the points, rebounds, plus assists, because it's the closest thing to DraftKings score. So I'll just be like, all right, who do I like in DraftKings? Because I'm already looking at that. All right, I think Drew Holiday gets 20 plus point, rebounds, assists. LeBron 40 plus. Bobby Portis 15 plus. Giannis 35. This is probably the same thing. Yeah, Drew and LeBron and the Bucks money lines. Like those, those are the parlays I do. Like this is only.
0: Yeah, you can do that, and you can do that in in FanDuel uh, fan too. No, you just can't. You, can't cha- you just can't change the they.
1: Exactly. You can't
0: change them, exactly. but they have they have odds out on those.
1: Yeah, no, I know. So like, the thing is, like, LeBron's over under for this would probably be like 50. sixty. Yeah. So like, what I do is this is only like I put seventy five on each of these. This is yeah, I gotta
0: clip this recording. All right, we'll see y'all next time on the Segi Station. Enjoy the Super Bowl.